What up, what up, what up? Wake up with your boy this morning on the Coach AB Show. Appreciate everybody joining in already. Uh, we're about to get it active in here. Zach Smith will join me in the first hour. Matt McChesney in the second. I uh, can't wait to get after this one, man. Dion heads to Boulder, Colorado. Uh, the college playoff is set. Did Bama get screwed? Jimmy G's hurt. Are the 49ers done? And Deshaun Watson's return was a rocky one. Tua injured, and they lost to the Niners. Plus, my thoughts on the Liver King. Just found out who he was. Break all that down. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Can't wait to get into this Deion Sanders discussion. Head on over to CoachABStore.com. Get you a hate me now, love me later towel, because you're going to need it after this one. I'll see you on the other side with Zach Smith uh, as we're going to break down the college playoff and so much more. See you on the other side. What up, what up, what up? Can't wait to get this one started. Head on over to CoachABStore.com and head on over to Coach. Uh, I mean, uh, use this show is brought to you by Believe, B-L-E-A-V, uh, and BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, on BetOnline. Lots to discuss today, man. I got to bring my boy Zach in right away. Zach, what up, man? Good morning. I appreciate you joining me. Hell yeah. What's up, man? Same old, same old, man. A lot, a uh, lot going on here. I uh, can't wait to get after this Dion discussion later on. Uh, Matt's gonna join me. He was up there all weekend with him. I know he had a sit down with Dion, and uh, so I don't know what the news is gonna be. We were talking over the weekend. Uh, I know one of my one of my best friends, Darren Hagen, is is uh, on staff, and I don't know what's happening with that. So there's a lot of uh, things going on. Uh, hey, man, you know who the Liver King is? The Liver King? Oh, the 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 steroid guy. I, I, now he's a steroid guy. It's funny how say, hey, isn't it funny how things change overnight? Like I, it I is. never knew who the dude was, and now, and now he's like a liar, and everyone's coming out. He's steroid. I'm like, damn. Like, wait, I'm you thought he was like that because he ate raw meat? Like who the fuck looked at a picture of him and didn't think that this dude's juiced, like maxed out? Come on, man. You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. Hey, it's it's amazing. I can't wait. Uh, I was going to do it by myself. I won't get into it too much with you because I don't want to put you out there. I don't want to get Twitter to just hate you like they hate me. Uh, but I think you are hated already on Twitter, just like me. Uh, so I like it's kind, it's kind of funny. Uh, but being two white guys from predominantly black areas and recruiting and coaching black kids, and I deal with black people every single day of my life, and I think I could talk about it. I think you could talk about it. The hate Dion is taking on black Twitter and from his own community and culture is mind boggling. Uh, or really, is it? I don't know if it really is. I, I don't know if I'm really shocked either because every day, dog, oh, we want to see our brother succeed. And then, nah, man, he screwed us in the swag. I'm just like, what? I, I, I just don't get it. Well, it, 
it's the dumbest shit ever. It's such like a, a short-sighted, like narrow view on on what his value was and what he did at Jackson State. Like, I, who the fuck ever watched or heard of Jackson no. State outside of a small community? Nobody. No. No. And he goes in there and the money he raised, the facilities, like the attention, the notoriety, he did more for the HBCUs than I don't, probably anyone ever has. And it's I, like, because the guy took another step in his career, now it's like, oh, he sold out. He didn't sell out. What's the difference? What's the difference between uh, Colorado and, and Jackson State? How many black kids are on the Colorado roster? What is it? Eighty yeah. percent? I bet yeah. it's eighty percent, minimally. So he's he's still coaching majority of black kids. So if this is all about a black athlete thing, that's what fucking college football is everywhere. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I got a DM from a lady. She's good. She's a good people. I told her to come on in the show. She was like, you know, he, he represented black coach, black man. He said he's going to be the first. Come here. I'm going to get you to come here <laughs> to the country. Come transfer here because we're about uh, staying united. And then you leave. And I'm like, wait up. He was there three years through a pandemic. He gave up his own salary, built a locker room for the kids, gave up jersey sales. And by the way, he he made him a national. He gave him national exposure. I think ESPN Game Day was there. I think sixty Minutes was there. I think the swack was known before Dion. Who comes to mind, Zach? Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson. Absolutely. Eddie Robinson is the biggest thing you've ever had in that thing. Now here we go. You got Jerry Rice. You've had Steve McNair. You've had T.O. There's Walter Payton. There's some guys, right? No, oh, no question yeah. about it. There's some guys, but we're very, very far and few between as far as what the swack is and what people really, really think that is. And I, I'm just confused, man. I, I just don't know. Do you want these guys to excel or thrive or just stay flat and stagnant? I, I'm, I'm it's, it's, and like even even the players you just mentioned, Jerry Rice. And granted, I was too young, but it's not like people were watching Jerry Rice. Right. We we just knew after he became a Hall of Famer that he w went to an HBCU. But it, at the time he was there, we, we weren't watching Jerry Rice. We weren't watching those guys play. I actually watched Jackson State. Like I watched them this year. I, they were on TV. Right. Like this man, this man did more for the conference than than damn near anybody. Nah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of conf I'm confused. I'm gonna get into Dion later, man. I can't wait. I got a whole thing on it. Um but I can't wait. Hey, man, I, I've been saying it for two and a half years. Burrow's better than Mahomes. Fight me. Well, I said it after after his rookie rookie year. I said he's 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 a top five quarterback in the NFL. No doubt. I thought you said that same thing. Uh, Michael Penix is going to come back to Washington. Uh, Washington's playing Texas. Sark's old team. Uh, going to be interesting. You like that move coming back? I like it. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he had a, a, a tremendous year, but uh, kind of a repeat year will will definitely help his case when it comes to NFL postseason awards. I mean, I, I think I think it was really smart and probably I don't know this. I haven't looked into his details, but I'm sure he's not ma making bad money right now. No, no. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Sean Watson came back <clears throat> yesterday, man, and uh, I thought he struggled. I said on my show last week, I said I wouldn't be surprised if they even lose the game, but I, I, I said they would struggle. <laughs> I mean, they should have lost that game. The Texans are just that I bad. See, I didn't get to see it, but I just oh. saw all the things he was doing. I'm just like, no, you, you know, I'm a Browns guy. He he played awful, but he he looked like a quarterback that hasn't played in two years and wasn't allowed in the facility till like a week ago. Like, uh, I'm hey, let me ask you this: Do you feel sorry for that though? No, I don't. No. I mean, 250 mil. The, the Browns signed them. I feel, 
I, I, okay, I do feel sorry for the Browns fans. Right. I'm sitting here watching. He throws the first pick in the red zone. Everyone in the whole sports bar is going, we paid $250 million for this bullshit. <laughs> like, give me Jacoby Brissett back. <laughs> hey, no doubt. I, they probably would have looked better, man, uh, to be honest. Uh, college playoff, man. I got to get into it real quick. Um, the, you know, I don't know. I, want, I'm, I, I got to get your take and debate on this. I, 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 I don't know, Zach. I have a feeling in my heart the only team that can beat Georgia's Still Alabama with Bryce Young healthy. I don't know. That's just my thought. You could totally say you're dumb. And I, no, and I, 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 would, I don't I disagree at all. I mean, uh, I just think because of the Nick Saban factor, the experience, even though this is a team that's lacked in the back row all year, probably worse than we've ever seen, plus the most penalized Alabama team we've seen, uh, I still think you put the four best teams in. They lose, they lose. Everyone wants to talk about they had it, they didn't beat anyone in the top this and that and i'm like well they lost two teams top 10 one top five at the buzzer basically both of them on the road uh i'm looking at tcu schedule though like who did the hell did they beat i'm like, I'm like why is everyone talking about who they beat i haven't seen a team they beat no the only K-State. team they beat the only team they beat was kansas state and they only beat them 50 percent of the times they played them <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm sitting there look, i'm sitting there looking at it like hold up what what, what did tcu do that was so great but that's the problem with all this shit, right? Is is the criteria for making the playoffs is not right. I mean, it, there's so many arguments. Well, who's the, who's the most deserving team? All these fucking dumbass words. Who's the who who who's done the most, or who's who's the most proven, or who deserves it the most? It's like, in my opinion, fuck all that. I want to see the best four teams in college football play. I don't give a shit what you deserve, what you want, what you desire, what your dreams are. Give me the best four teams, and Alabama would would boat race TCU. Boat race them. So, like, okay, if TCU is undefeated, you have to put them in because who am I to say they're not one of the best four if they haven't lost? But the minute they lose to Kansas State, it's a wrap. You're out. You're not, you, you, you probably didn't deserve to go anyways, but now you lose to, to Kansas State. You gave me a reason. Get out of here. Hey, look, I, this is my debate. Here's the debate I want to have. I, I, everyone wants, I want to ask everyone. Yeah. So, everyone's talking. I, I agree with Saban when he says, you know, teams that lose late. And, and if we look at the history of this thing since the BCS, when it was BCS, now it's college playoff and all this. If you lose late, you're screwed. Like, that's Usually. what it was. And it Usually. didn't matter, Zach, yeah. if it was a conference title game or not, did it? Like, No, it never mattered. It never mattered. You, you could lose in the first half of the season one, but if you lost in the back half, you were out. That, and I, I don't know, man. I know they didn't play. Ohio State didn't play either. Uh, and then TCU, you know, obviously TCU comes in. And, and loses. I love the quarterback, Dugan. I think he played himself into the Heisman uh, race. Um, I know Caleb's hurt. I, I don't know if they're going to give a hurt guy who lost his last game uh, a Heisman, but you're going to say the same about Dugan, so I don't really know. That game was close. The other one was kind of a, a lopsided <laughs> win. Uh, Utah just owns SC. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who wins a Heisman. I don't even really care because I just think football is so watered down at the college level right now, but I, I don't know, man. I think that the best team should have the opportunity to play, and I think there's only one team out there that would beat Georgia. I think Georgia beats Michigan. I think they beat Ohio State. I like that they're playing Ohio State first, though, because I think if anyone can beat them other than Alabama, it's probably Ohio State because of the QB play that he can – if he Stroud gets hot, Ohio State has the weapons to at least complete, compete with that back row at Georgia. Uh, 
with Harrison Jr. and and those other guys. So I don't know if Michigan has that, and I don't know if Michigan's QB. Uh, everyone's saying how great he's playing, but really he's not. He's just a spotty guy that hits guys wide yeah. open and and, yeah. and and makes plays with his feet, which which is a hey, winning recipe. Michigan's undefeated. Harbaugh's doing a good job. Uh, I think Harbaugh gets boat raced by Georgia and Alabama. That's just yeah. personally my opinion. I just looking at the roster, I'm like, dude. I just thought Alabama should have been in over TCU to make this thing very a lot more interesting. And uh, I don't well, know. My, my biggest problem with it is this, is how the fuck can you lose your last game of the year as the number three team in America and then the rankings come out and you're still the number three team in America? Like, and, at least make them four. I, and everyone, and the, the trip part about it was everyone already had put it out online. Like it's been out there. Everyone knew like Vegas already knew. Yeah. And I'm just like, and they already picked like most of the bowl games. I'm like, wait up SC Tulane. No way. <laughs> that yeah. shit's happening. And I'm like, yeah. Vegas posted that shit Saturday night. And I'm like, how I'm like what? So I don't know, man. I, I, and I understand Alabama played a couple close games. They played against a team, an A&M team close. They played Texas tight. Uh, and hey man, that's what it is. Texas was game one on the road, and then and then they played a, an AM team earlier in the season, which we still didn't know if they were really good or not, who just boat raced LSU, so who beat them. So you want to talk about SC, the, the SEC being this conference, then you have to consider if it's a hypocrisy, Zach. Like, is the SEC the powerhouse or not? Like, if they are, then they deserve to be in over TCU, right? I'm like, why is everybody saying, oh, uh, Bama's always in? So what? I mean, if you could win the lottery every day, would you bitch about it? Right. Like, well, and there, there's a reason, right? They finish number one in recruiting every year. They're the most talented football team in America every year. And Georgia gives them a run for their money this year and last year. But year in, year out, Alabama is one of the top four most talented teams in the country. That's not even debatable. No and it, it, it just goes back to the same thing I said earlier. Who are the best four teams? Like, can TCU beat Georgia? Not a fucking chance. Not a chance in the world. Like, no. they would need Georgia to give them the ball five times. It's just, it's it's not going to happen. Can Alabama? Yeah, they can. It's possible. It's not possible that TCU beats Georgia. It's just no. not. I, I don't see it either. Uh, this one right here, man, uh, it kind of hurts my heart because, uh, you know, I, I've been around the kid his whole life. I know his dad and his uncle real well. I just talked to his uncle last night. He's now the head coach of San Bernardino Valley Community College. He just got the job. So I shout out to him. He was the legendary guy at Mount Sac Community College. I know you probably heard of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been recruiting there forever and brought all the Polynesians in. That's his uncle right there, DJ. He, I guess he's entering the portal. Unlike most Polynesian culture, you don't really see that a lot. Um, but I think Dabo's halftime, uh, I'm not going to say anything that I've heard from them family, but I think Dabo at halftime, what he said, uh, kind of rubbed everyone the wrong way in the family, which hey, he could have said it for two things to make you transfer or to tell you the truth. Like, right. This is our quarterback and we tried to make, so apparently Zach, this is what I'm getting. <coughs> At halftime, Davo addresses and he says, well, we tried to make him the guy at Notre Dame. Well, that was like fucking eight weeks ago. So something's going on. Like, that just right. rubbed him the wrong way. It's like, well, we tried to make him the guy. He threw a pick. TJ came in. He, see, he did well again. And it's like, wait a minute. You tried to make this guy the guy? So I think that's what rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, yeah. 
I just don't agree with this stuff, man. I got I can't argue Matt later on because he, he doesn't mind the portal as much as I do. Uh, I'm just like, this is flat out blatant lack of comp- competitiveness and nature. Like you're not going to compete now. You lost your job after you won your job. You lost it. And you're just first time of adversity. You don't want to compete in the spring or nothing. Right. Well, I think, I mean, the reality is I, I don't disagree with, with what you're saying, but when I watched this kid on film, when I watched their offense, I mean, it, it was like, similarly, what if your wife is cheating on you all the time? Are you going to stay in it to to compete? Are you going to stay in your marriage to compete? Or are you going to say, you know what? This is too fucked up. I'm out. I'm going to go find me another wife. Like, this shit was going so bad for the kid, for his development. The offense was terrible. And obviously, the staff wanted to change directions. So I think it's... It's one of those things where the kid was not, he could have stayed and competed his ass off. He was not going to thrive at Clemson. He needs a fresh start with somebody else coaching him, like a new offense, maybe coaches that actually can develop the fucking position. Not this guy, Brandon Streeter, who looks like a dweeb and, and has had the worst track record in power five football developing quarterbacks. Like DJ needs coached and refined. And he it wasn't happening at Clemson, just like it didn't happen for Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, just like it didn't happen for Deshaun Watson at Clemson. Like, They've never developed quarterbacks, and a guy like Trevor Lawrence was polished enough that it didn't really matter, but he didn't get better. It just didn't matter. Where DJ was raw as shit. He needed refined and developed, and, and it never happened. So I think this is the best thing that that kid could ever do is go go find you a real quarterback coach. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Uh, I know UCLA and Chip Kelly, what he did with DTR, the, 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 and that's a rumor already. Uh, I'm hearing everything on the West Coast, obviously, being a West Coast guy. You know, the kid from Arizona who left Oklahoma, everyone thought he would end up in Arizona or Arizona State. He ends up going to South Carolina, uh, ended up beating Tennessee and uh, and Clemson late. Um, You know, Rattler or whatever. uh, Does DJ follow suit or does he come out West, you think? Uh, well, the big thing's going to be his brother. I mean, his brother's a five-star defensive end, and I think they're going to be a package deal. I know UCLA's pro- the probable destination. I've even heard USC, which I, I, I – the kid has two years left, so if he really wants to gamble those two years, one of them sitting behind Caleb Williams, I, I, I guess it's not a horrible option because of Lincoln Riley, but I think UCLA's the, the odds-on favorite to land the kid. And if it, And honestly, if Ohio State – was wanted to be in the market for a quarterback. I think Ohio State would lead because the the, the his younger brother loves Ohio State. The family loves Ryan Day, and I, I don't think Ryan's going to go that route with to get DJ. But but I, I wish he would. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to talk. I'm going to go off on this Dion thing later on. But Dion addressed his team yesterday. Well, it actually wasn't yesterday. People don't realize that was before he talked to Jackson State. I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone caught that. Like I don't know well, why no one's talking about this though. Like. That was before Jackson State discussion that you saw, everyone, just so we're clear. Dion was there a couple days ago. He talked to Colorado in the room. I got two players on the team, by the way. So let's not forget, I got two kids that play at Colorado, Chance Maine and Jamar Chase. I just want to make sure you understand that. So having said that, he spoke to them. They brought it out yesterday as if, just like Netflix kind of massaged my editing, it kind of looked like, oh, they just, he just addressed them. Well, if you hear right. what he said, he was like, uh, I got to go back and win this championship at Jackson State. Well, I don't know if you know, but uh, <laughs> that's they played after that. So, uh, no, Letitia, that's not it at all. I don't care about that at all. I'm gonna, Just hold tight. I'm going to get into the Dion thing. Um, 
and I can't wait to debate with you on it. Uh, I think great conversations start with debates. Uh, but but Zach, this is my deal. Um, he told everyone, hey, uh, I'm bringing my own luggage so y'all can enter the transfer portal if you want. And so it's kind of similar to what I would have done coming in there, swinging my dick, kind of like, all right, look, I don't care. You guys have been garbage forever anyway. Right. How bad right. can it be? Like, we're not going right. to get worse. So you might as well buy in here. But then this happened late last night. Uh, after further discussion, I will be withdrawing my name from the portal and staying at Colorado. Yeah. This is a text and a tweet you don't see a lot of <laughs> nowadays, right, Zach? You see mostly yeah. I'm entering the portal. Um, yeah. That has to be a telltale sign of what's going on um, with this guy, Deion Sanders. I tried to tell people. I said, you guys don't understand. Deion, de- listen, I got a guy coaching with him. I know Deion can't coach. I know he's not the greatest coach. All I do know is, though, coaching's overrated. And if you got, if you can get guys, number one, get guys in there. Number two, which he could do because of his name and social media following and presence. And then number two, Zach, get him to run through a wall for you is like 99% of the battle. Like, it's yeah. just going to be the figurehead. He's not he's not showing you how to backpedal anymore. He almost lost his foot. He can't even walk. So it's like he's not doing all the things that he used to do when he was in Dallas <laughs> coaching high school and backpedaling and, and, and showing things. He's not that guy no more. Now he's the, the daddy, the mentor, the, the guy that's going to be like, listen, I got a resume. I got credentials. Listen this this way or you can go. I don't really care. I'm going to get other kids in. Now he's got guys buying in and staying there. So uh, what's your take on that one? Yeah, I mean, I think the job of a head coach, especially at at a major college football program, is to be the culture coach, right? You're the CEO and the culture coach. You're in charge of the culture, the motivation. You know, get those kids to play hard, and and then obviously you're you're the lead recruiter. You got to be able to go go. You got to be the closer. You got to go sign people. The head coach, Urban Meyer is a great example. Urban Meyer is not a good schematic football coach. He doesn't understand offensive football well enough to go run an offense. If if you hired Urban Meyer to be your offensive coordinator, watch out. You're not going to be very good. He never called plays, never was a coordinator, but he's one of the best head coaches that I've ever been around. Managers of people, right? Yeah, he, 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 Urban used to always say, my job is not to coach these players. My job is to coach you coaches. I coach you, you coach them. Yeah. Like that, 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 that is the role of a head coach. Dion doesn't have to draw a fucking play ever. Yeah. And yeah. he could still be one of the greatest coaches to ever live. Because, but he, the big, I, I said this before, what makes Nick Saban great? Why is Nick Saban the best football coach that's ever held held the position because of the way he operates and hires a staff. Nick Saban never has a bad staff, never rarely has a bad hire. I mean, like a handful of times in his entire career, did you look back and say, yeah, that, that guy wasn't a great coach, but, and guess what? They last a year and they're out of there. So that's your job. Not to cut you off, but my boy Sark, my boy Lane, love him to death, but they hire their boys. And I, I just, I've, a- I've actually had these discussions like quit hiring your boys on defense because Lincoln Riley has hired his boy once again, brought him over from a team that goes to the BCS playoff every year and gets waxed because they play no defense. The same thing would have happened with SC. So I'm actually, I hate it for the Pac-12 and the West Coast not having a team in there. I think the West Coast diversity would have helped the landscape of college football. At least we don't have the same routine. But you know what? 
they're not deserving. They're not deserving. I, I feel the same way about TCU right now. Um, but, dog, quit hiring your boys because your boys get you beat. Like, Saban go hire his boys. He hires – Saban doesn't have boys. Yeah, yeah, he don't have boys. Like, exactly, that- I'll be honest. When I, I hired my homeboys before, and I'm going to tell you, I'll never do it again because yeah. – they, can, they think they can do certain things because they know you and that they're your boy. So yeah. oh, I can miss, I can be late, I can do this. No, you can't because now it trickles down to everyone else. So I would never hire a staff or a boy again because uh, they will get you beat. They will uh, say slick shit back to you like they're your boy. And I'm like, nah, dog, this ain't how it goes. Saban don't do that. These other guys yeah. do. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, Grinch is horrible horrible on defense like it looked bad and they continue to be bad yeah and uh and and to Letitia's point Bama had a bad season if if a bad season is losing to two top 10 teams at the last in the last possession with a quarterback that wasn't healthy then I want a bad season every year well that's that's the standard that's the Nick Saban standard right 10 and 2 and fifth in the country is an awful season for Bama (laughs) it's like man what a fucking program. <laughs> I'm like, damn, if that's a bad season, dog, I'll no. take it every year. Like, a bad season is Mario Cristobal right now. Not going to a bowl game, not bowl eligible. Like, that's a bad season. Yes. 10 and 2 and 5th in the country, that's not a bad season. Hey, uh, reports came out Missouri turned down playing KU um, in a bowl game. I don't know if KU is going to get an opportunity to play for their seventh win, which I have a bet on going on here. Uh uh, are they is KU going to be able to play just because Missouri turned them down? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I saw the story. I'm not. I'm not. I don't really know how the bowl games have have kind of been been playing out. I would imagine they'll get a, they'll get a shot somewhere. But uh, can you turn down a bowl game like that? I, I, I mean, you I, can. I know thing now. You you can you can you can not accept an invitation to wherever you want, but. You're, asking, you're Missouri. You might get left at home. You're not Ohio State. If Ohio State didn't make the playoffs, they could turn down the Orange Bowl and then land at the Citrus Bowl. I mean, that, anyone's going to take Ohio State, right? But if you're Missouri, I don't know if you have the 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 clout to turn shit down. If you want to go to a bowl, or maybe they don't want to go to a bowl. I mean, it's expensive, and they yeah. might not make a lot of money. They might say, fuck it. We don't want to go to a bowl. Yeah, you year. picked up Arkansas, which is another close proximity game, and I guess they're playing Liberty Bowl. Uh I think KU's going to beat them still. I think Daniel's going to be healthy. They're going to get healthy. on. They're going to look more like the early on KU team, in my opinion. I think those guys will play, too. I don't know how many of those guys will back out and say, ah, I'm going to just go to the league after this year. I think Leipold has a has a good grasp on the team. Uh, what's your take on these other guys, though, not playing the bowl? What's the, who's going to be the first big name to say, I'm not playing in the bowl? Because I've already seen – inclinations oh. that Caleb Williams is trying to get out of it already. They're already reporting. He's got a bad hammy. Uh, well, you got a month. So uh, already you're already saying I might not play. Like, come on. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for Caleb. He's, he's got to come back anyways. Come I, back, mean, right? I mean, like Bryce Young is not playing in his bowl game. Hendon Hooker obviously is hurt, but Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, the, the great players that, that are going to go to the NFL from Tennessee, not going to play in the bowl game. Um, you know, it, I think that'll be the first chip to fall. It'll be a guy like Bryce Young because it'll be such national news. But I've been of the opinion since about last year when Ohio State made the Rose Bowl and everyone was up in arms like, it's such bullshit. Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson aren't going to play. And I'm like, listen, these bowl games now that are not in the college football playoff, they are truly a spring game 
for next year's team. Like, this is not a bowl game to, to end this year. This is a bowl game to start next year. Those kids are not going to play, and I don't blame them. They have millions of dollars on the table, don't want to risk injury. So let's just celebrate it for what it is. It's your chance to see next year's stars get game reps and get to watch Marvin Harrison Jr., who didn't do shit last year, go off in the Rose Bowl and get you excited for your team next year. Hey, explain to the, the novice fan how that works so that they can understand how it works. When you were at Ohio State with Urban, I know I heard stories. I want to know if they're right. Um, you guys went spring kind of early compared to most teams. I think you and Alabama, I think you're already in yeah. your spring game like in February, March, right? Yeah, like, so we, we, we always we always did it the week. Our first week of spring was always the week before spring break because you had those bullshit uh, two like yeah. practices and no pads and all that. Yeah. So we, we just knocked those two practices out, let the kids go on spring break. So when they came back, we were padded up, threaded up, ready to go. And you, but, but spring break is for you guys was what? March? It, yeah. Like mid March. Okay. So I know Saban goes like February. He's already got his shit installed, ready to go. Even though he gets new coordinators every year, he's yeah. already got his stuff installed, ready to go in, in January. Sark told me a lot of things that they basically prep this, uh, their, their, uh, the month of the bowl. They're always in the natty, obviously. So, so usually they're in the natty. So that first two weeks of practice is prepping spring ball. Hmm. Not even prep. This is what Saban, not even prepping the natty yet because he said he thought it was just going to be too much overkill. If we, if we have yeah. a month for one team, yeah, there's too many that. other things to get in involved. Yeah. So, and I understand it. I kind of did similar things for our bowl game. So I said, all right, we'll start. He focused on recruiting and prepping for spring ball because they go so early that next, right after yeah. the uh, new year. Uh, so that's not what you guys did at Ohio State, though. No, I mean, we did something similar, but it wasn't. It had no, nothing to do with spring ball. We did kind of three phases, right? The first phase was the first two weeks. And that was, that was truly just trying to, you know, keep, keep your timing right, keep your fundamentals crisp, tackle, ball security, just like – Keep working on that stuff so you don't get sloppy for two weeks and just run base plays like just your, your core offense, core defense, and just go out and compete a little bit. And then after that kind of phase two, we got into prep. You're still at home. You're still in your practice facility. Now you're prepping for that game. And then phase three was whenever we got to the bowl game, like the week before the game week. But to your point, I mean, you don't, you don't need more than a week to prepare for a team because nah. you, you do it all year right yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying so that's why i kind of I, I like i liked what he did because i know i used, i focused on recruiting when we had a we had about three weeks off for a bowl game i was like we're hitting the road we're going after these kids oh yeah we'll prep that stuff we'll get other stuff here on campus we'll get the weights and well and especially especially with the, the early signing date now you have to you yeah. have to like the ohio state right now is going to practice for the next week and a half but it'll be coordinator practices. Like Brian Hartline, the receiver coach, is not going to be there at practice. He's on the road recruiting, so it, it, it's it's they have fun. I mean, they always do fun shit, like like challenges. Like yeah. I, I would come home. I remember I would, I would recruit all week and be home for like a, a Friday practice, and we they do all kinds of shit, like coach versus player one on ones, and just fun shit to, to to make the kids remember that they actually love football because you grind the shit out of them so no so much. That every now and then it's nice to do something exciting and fun and just like laid back and just fun. No doubt. Uh, I've got to ask you something. Um, appreciate you joining me this morning. Uh, when did Cincinnati become a better job than Louisville? <laughs> Have you heard um, this? I guess, I mean, when the, I guess when Luke Fickle took him to a playoff. Did you hear what happened? The Satterfield? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
So but Satterfield you, leaves Louisville to take Cincinnati. I'm confused here because they got to the playoff. That's really what it is. Well, I think I think I don't think you'll find a Louisville fan who's upset either. <laughs> I, like, I, know, I thought he was going to be fired. Like, I thought he, was he was on a hot seat. And he got the Cincinnati fired, right? job. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I, I just think I've been to both places, and I'm sure you have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I take Louisville and the Papa John Stadium all day long, right? All day long. All day I'm long. Like, What's going on here? Like in, in Louisville, just with the Lamar Jackson lore in itself, and 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 the great uh, what's his name, the linebacker that played for the Broncos forever, who's an announcer, like Tom. Uh, what's his name? It's in the Tom. Uh, God dang, what's his name? Anyway, worked ESPN forever. Um, I just don't understand that one. I, I'd rather I'd rather be a Louisville myself, but that's just is what it is. Let me ask you this question before you get out of here, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta ask this question. I'm gonna bring up later. I want to ask you. UNLV has gone through. I don't know how many coaches since John Robinson, but hundred. The last few though have been a high school coach at Bishop Gorman High School in Vegas, a powerhouse high school nationally. So that's their hire. We're gonna go get a high school guy. The second one's Marcus Arroyo, who I think's a shitbird, and he ends up getting a job. Now, let me let me break this down. Why a the first question, why no one wants the job? I just don't understand. Why don't anyone go after that job that we hear of? We never hear of even a big time coordinator wanting the job. Like I never yeah. hear UNLV being that job. And number two, like, why can't you win there? You're an hour flight from LA. You're two from Houston. You're 45 minutes from Arizona. The recruiting base is pretty strong. Plus, you can argue Vegas itself has put a probably a couple of the best running backs in the NFL in the last 20 years in the league. So there's talent there. Um and I got to I got to end with this, Zach. In the day of the NIL, <laughs> fucking Vegas. Like, you got to be choking me. I'm just going to walk down the strip of my kids one day. We're going to get in all our gear, and we're just going to walk down the strip and walk into every casino and say, hey, owner, would you like to sponsor our program here? Like, we are, we are here in your town, right, with the Las Vegas Raiders. You think we can get us an NIL deal that we can go get some of the best players? Because San Diego State's doing it, and if they are – we gotta be able to do it, right? Oh yeah, it's with NIL. I, I, I would think UNLV should be a great job. I think I think one of the hardest things is is getting a mom to say, "Yep, I'm gonna send my kid to Vegas for college." Like I, I would never let my kid go to UNLV ever, just because of the likelihood that they fall into some wild shit. I mean, between legal legal prostitutes, like everything, it's already bad enough if you go to fucking like South Florida because. They, you don't have to pay them, but there's there's whores everywhere, right? <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those things. I think that that just that stigma might be a little hard in recruiting, but but with with nil and come on, you you have to be able to win there, right? You have to be able to build talent. I, I I'm confused, man. I, I John Robinson did it, and he he took my JUCO kids, like he did it, and beat Arkansas in a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, this is 2001, but I'm just saying. Like, they did it. Uh, I know you can do it. I just don't understand with the NIL being what it is. Is the number one reason, in your opinion, coaches don't flock to the job because of the policing that you think you would have to do? Probably. I mean, I, I think that I think that job would be a pain in the ass for, to that point. I mean, just making sure your kids aren't down on the strip every night and make sure they aren't doing, doing 
you know, it's Sin City. Make sure they're not being just fucking off all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's the devil's den, man. I, no doubt about it. it. I, I just like that's a job that I just, I, man. I would just say, give me that job. I, there's no way that I can't get kids there. Because let me ask you, Zach, this is a time, okay, you had pre-Devil's Den, which was Randall Cunningham, Keenan McCardell. You had the Maloof brothers who owned the Palms and the Sacramento Kings forever. You had Suge Knight. Uh, you had all these different guys that went there back in the day, and UNLV was pretty good. And then uh, – then they go dormant, and then you get Tarkanian to come in there. They win in basketball. They were the best team maybe we've ever seen in basketball. And then it goes dormant again. And then now we're in the era, though, Zach, why I ask you this. We're in an era now, though, Zach, that parents don't give a shit where their kids are. Yeah, so I'm, is- I'm trying to figure out, like, I think I can recruit a kid to Vegas because the mom don't care anyway. She just wants them out the house. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you know, you you can you can find plenty of kids that their mom doesn't care. <laughs> like that, they just they just want them to go play college football and start making money. <laughs> and the NIL deals, NIL deals cure everything, right? If you you tell me my kid's gonna go to Vegas, I'm I'm apprehensive. And then you say, oh, he's gonna make two hundred grand a year. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll keep an eye on him for you. <laughs> and like, it, like, like it, it, if the Aria comes over and says, Zach, we're gonna give your kid five hundred k. And yeah. we're going to sponsor them, the Aria. I, I'm just looking around Vegas, and I'm like, you got – like, I can even go downtown to the old school area and say, you know what? Hey, Circus Circus, you guys are, the, <laughs> you guys are OGs in this business. You want to help my kids' NIL deal? Like, I just don't understand. Is it the AD in Vegas not trying to go get it, or is it the – is it just the lore? Like, I don't know, man. I think you can win there because if, if you can win in San Diego State – you're basically the same flight away from all those cities I just mentioned from Vegas yeah. and San Diego State where Rocky Long did it. And uh, they arguably in a better ass, you know, situation. And I think v- Vegas can do the same thing. But I don't know, man. That's a, it's just an interesting, uh, interesting deal. I don't I'm curious on how that ends up. Who you got winning uh, the New York Six Bowl games? Uh before you get out of here, I don't know uh, these bowl games we got is uh, Penn State-Utah. I think that's a very interesting matchup. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, a good a game. DM's talking about why Penn State doesn't get the two-loss recognition. I'm like, well, number one, they got waxed. And I yeah. said, that's their two losses. Number two, uh, I just I think the committee looks at it like, well, you don't have really a quarterback. Uh, you do have two losses, of course, but I think you lost them in inopportune times. That yeah. two, those two teams are similar to each other. Hard nosed, rough, defensive minded. Uh, yeah. Utah Penn State game. How you see that one? Um, I I think Penn State's really good, and I th- I do think they're underrated. I mean, their two losses were to two playoff teams, and that's they're the only team in the country that can say that. Only two loss team that can say the two teams we lost to are playing for the national championship. They beat Auburn at Auburn, and I mean they they don't really have a great win on their schedule, but they beat everyone else they played. So they certainly don't deserve to be in any conversation for the playoffs. But when you compare them to Tennessee or them to even Alabama, it's like Alabama lost to an LSU team that's not ranked anymore. So it's like how how it comes down to the same bullshit. Like what, what matters the most? Have you beat anyone or who did you lose to? Um, so I think Penn State's pretty good. I think Utah's a good football team, too. It's going to be a great game. I'm really I'm really glad they made that matchup happen. I, me, too, because usually you're going to get the traditional. Yeah you know, team, uh, sugar bowls, Alabama, K state. I, I just see disinterest all over the place from Alabama. Yeah, it's, who's going to play for Alabama. 
Like if it's if it's Jalen Milrow, the fucking kid can't throw the ball. Now he he looks like Michael Vick running it, but he can, literally cannot throw the football. So Kansas State's a good football team. I don't I don't. It's a, when you talk about a team like Alabama or Ohio State when they don't make the playoffs, it's fucking anybody's bet because you don't know who's gonna play. Do they even give a shit? Like it, I don't know. It, it's, hey, it's even like, saying all that, Zach, I just don't see Saban losing in no. a bowl game when well, it matters. Alabama's backups are more talented than Kansas State's whole team. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That's my point about the TCU being in the playoff. Like, yeah. And I think Alabama's going to make a point by absolutely walking these cats to show that TCU did not belong in this, in this four-playoff deal. We're going to beat yeah. K-State by 100, and we're going to just – with our backups. Yeah, uh, right. Orange Bowl, Tennessee, Clemson. I just don't – the game's not exciting no more like it once would be because Hendon Hooker's out. You you got a young and upcoming cue with Clemson who who they make they look light and day, but the play calling's still atrocious at Clemson. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievably bad. Um, I'm excited about this game though because it's it's what I've talked about before. It's truly like a, all right, let's see what these teams are going to look like going into next year. I mean, Joe Milton's playing quarterback for Tennessee. He's going to be the quarterback next year. C- Cade Klubnick's playing at Clemson. He'll be the quarterback next year. So it's it's a preview game for 2023. I'm excited to watch it. I don't think it fucking has any relevance to this year. You can't even count. Shouldn't even count it on their record because it's two different teams. Yeah. Uh, Cotton Bowl SC Tulane. I find that very interesting. Does SC just mud stomp them because they're just more talented? and uh, Or does Caleb Williams play? Uh, my good friend Willie Fritz is at Tulane. They're, he just does a hell of a job. I don't, he don't really get mud stomped by. I don't care who he plays. Uh, they almost beat Oklahoma two years ago when they were good uh, yeah. in Oklahoma. So Willie plays. He gets his guys to rise to the occasion. Um, two things. Is Tulane the best team in Louisiana? And can they beat SC? <laughs> uh, they might be. They might be with what we watched LSU kind of fall apart there at the end. They got just absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Um, I, Tulane's interesting because he he's done such a great job. They they're they're playing at such a high level, but it, ultimately it comes down. It still is. I mean, they don't have a player on their roster who USC even watched their high school film. <laughs> like they didn't even evaluate them. So it's just such a different difference in talent. And they certainly, you know, good football teams that are less talented can win, but it's hard to bet against a team like USC against Tulane. What the fuck? Hey, I just got a text. That game, uh, Tennessee-Clemson game, is the we lost to South Carolina Bowl. <laughs> uh, both of those teams lost South Carolina. I forgot about that. Uh, interesting. Georgia-Ohio State, Michigan-TCU. Um I think Ohio State could keep it close early. I don't know. It just depends on what quarterback. I mean, you know, does this quarterback uh, for Georgia come out and play like a 28-year-old or does he play like, you know, a kid that's kind of fresh and and willing to go on another run? And can I read read an interesting stat, JB, that uh, it's something like when Stetson Bennett shows up on game day with a fresh haircut, he throws over 400 yards and four touchdowns every time. (laughs) <laughs> so so Buckeye fans just got to hope the barbershops are closed he gets a little busy doesn't get that fresh fade um I, you know this feels a lot like 2014 when when we were the four seed and Alabama was the one seed and it was like Alabama was a, a nine point favorite and we obviously won the game and ended up winning the national championship I'm not saying that's going to happen but it feels like that year like no, Ohio State should not beat Georgia but it's times like this 
Yeah. You know, we were on our third string quarterback. People were questioning CJ Stroud's toughness. And is he really that guy? It's like these kind of narratives are when all of a sudden you're like, everyone thinks Georgia's going to kill him. And then all of a sudden you go watch the game and you're like, oh, fuck. Who's this team? Who's this Ohio State team? We and Ohio State's team. got a month to get healthy, right? Yeah, they got, I mean, they got a month to get healthy. They're get, they're going to get back their first round receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who hasn't played this year. So it, it's going to be an entirely different offense. Their right guard's going to be back. He'll be healthy. Both running backs. They'll have two first-round receivers instead of just Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, the offense is going to look better. And then it's all going to come down to C.J. Stroud. Does he fold like a bitch like he did against Michigan, or does he level up and go out there and, and take the number one overall draft pick? No question. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this real quick before you get out of here. I know you got your show today. Uh, make sure you guys follow Menace to Sports, uh, YouTube, on those social media. He goes noon. It's a three. And you go noon on the East Coast, nine on the West Coast. Uh, should Dabo have been playing this Klubnik kid all year? Uh, likely all they have had to do is win against Notre Dame in South Carolina. They'd probably be in the playoff right now. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. sure looks like it the way they, the way they both the quarterbacks looked on Saturday, but he even said it at halftime, kind of what you mentioned, kind of pissed the Ui Ungalele family off is they've tried. They've benched DJ a couple times and this yeah. kid came in and sucked. So yeah. it's like, he it's not that he should should have he tried to and it yeah. just the kid never took the job until this past Saturday when he benched DJ the, the Cade Klubnik came in and was 21 of 24 or something out, absurd just I mean he was lighting it up 22 of 24 fucking crazy like uh, a couple he had a couple incompletions that's it does your boy Gaddis keep his job fuck I hope not for Miami fans God damn! I mean, that's, he, that's, that one should have already been announced. They're, they don't have a bowl game. It's already off season for them. They, they they should have pulled that plug really quick. Yeah, that's a bad situation. Hey, one yeah. of the names I'm hearing for the UNLV job is uh, the the uh, the other Stoops, the third Stoops. Um, oh, interesting. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Uh, man, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, you know, I can't wait to hear you guys uh, debate today. I know you guys are talking about playoffs. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Ohio State matchup or? Yeah, Ohio State, just Ohio State, Georgia. What is Georgia? I mean, you know, people get locked into their own little bubble, like Big Ten football, Ohio State football. Then all of a sudden you play a bowl game. They're like, oh, yeah, Georgia, they're pretty good, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're fucking really good. Let's talk about why. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and last thing, but not least, uh, no no news on Jimbo, but uh, are they tr working day and night to get rid of him, or you think he's going to have to stay? I mean, I think they're – I think he's going to stay, um, but I think all year they've been fundraising to get him out of there. Um, so he he lost his coordinator. He's trying oh, to find nice. a coordinator. It, it, I mean, it's a train wreck. Uh, next year is going to be a do or die. Uh, yeah, if he don't, but I mean, oh, fuck, man, you, you can't lose a game next year. Bro, you look at the portal. That thirty million dollar class, they're all fucking sitting there in it. <laughs> like everybody that made all that money sitting in the portal. Like, all right, where am I going now? Hey, it is like forty thousand in the portal right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and today's the day. Today's like the, the international announce you're going to the portal day. Hey, it's going to be 100,000 in this thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it hits 100,000. Fucking like, wild. When, when is everyone going to say that's enough's enough? Like, let, let, this is an epidemic. <laughs> well, if the NCAA was worth the shit, they wouldn't allow the epidemic, but it's going to happen. Non carrying assholes of America. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining me, man. Uh, have a good show today. I'll hit you later on. Sounds good. All right, later. All right. Uh, Zach, always great. Uh, 
Man, before Matt gets on, uh, let me let me let me let me get into this uh, Dion deal. All right, let me get into the Dion Sanders thing. Um, so uh, I haven't even got into the show yet. All right, let me get you with the quote of the day. Forget the mistake, remember the lesson. That is the quote of the day that I didn't even get to. Forget the mistake, remember the lesson. Uh, poll question for today: Are the 49ers done? Um, are the 49ers done? Uh, drop your comments in the in the chat. And let me get you contrary to belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, the less you respond to negative people, the more positive your life will become. Contrary to belief, the more haters you have means you have affected more people. Sorry to tell you guys that. And people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. That is just real talk, and uh, that is contrary to belief, uh, my favorite segment of the show. Uh, I can't wait to get into I think I told you so segment when I said Joe Burrow is a top three quarterback in the NFL a year and a half ago. I said he's better than Mahomes, and everyone uh, said I'm crazy. But guess what? He don't lose to Mahomes. I know that much, and he makes throws down the stretch that are really, really critical in tight windows and take shot after shot with no O-line. But what do I know? We're going to get into that. So Deion Sanders going to Colorado, being a buff. Uh, I got to I gotta get into this real quick. Um, the Hades taking on black Twitter from his own community and culture is mind-boggling. I didn't want to have anyone on this segment with me when I did this because I want to be able to be the guy to do it. Uh, and I don't care what you think or what you say because I know I've talked to everyone that matters in this thing. I speak to young black folks every day, uh, having been raised where I'm from and grew up how I grew up, uh, I'm going to be the chameleon that actually talks about it and no one else wants to be brave enough to say it, not even on black folks. So I'm going to say it for y'all. And I love that I have a female in this chat right now that totally disagrees with me, thinks that Dion should have stayed at the HBCU level and thinks that uh, he's done the SWAC conference wrong and those kids wrong, if I'm not mistaken. That's what she believes. And I got to be honest, it is real mind boggling, or is it, that uh, Black Twitter has basically turned their back on Deion Sanders. Y'all say he is HBCU or whatever he said. And, 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 and first of all, if I got I to gotta bring this up. Nobody bitched when he didn't get the Florida State job and came to the SWAC and did all he could do, donated his salary, uh, built a locker room, brought 60 minutes to campus, Brought ESPN game day there for a game. Um, I'm very confused. Y'all want a brother to succeed or do you want to hold him down at the same time? Y'all been held down for 300 years. I'm confused on why now you're bitching and moaning that he's leaving the swack. The swack, homie. I just want to be clear. The swack. I'm confused which one it is, dog. You want him to excel and thrive or stay flat and stagnant? I I, I, I want to see the Ryan Clarks and Stephen A's talk about they should have stayed. Then should you stay at ESPN? Or, or, I'm confused. Did you take the ESPN job from a, a an affiliate job in Louisiana? Because you should have stayed at the affiliate job, right? You should never have took the step up to ESPN, dog. 
You should have stayed writing papers, right? For the Philadelphia Star Journal, right? Am I, am I missing something here? Should you guys have not left your shitty job to go to ESPN, Stephen A., Ryan Clark? I'm confused, dog. You're, you're, you're black, pro-black on a big platform. But every time I look, Ryan Clark's advocating for Anthony Flynn, for, for, uh, for, Flynn, for uh, Anthony Lynn to be fired at the Chargers. But the next morning, he's talking about we don't have enough black head coaches. But you just said you want Anthony Lynn fired, homie. So wait, I'm fucking confused here. Is it hypocritical at its peak or is it not? I'm confused here. So I'm, I'm going to break this down real quick. He had zero resources at the SWAT conference. He had zero resources in the SWAC. He has zero resources at Jackson State. Did you? I have a coach there with him. I'm just letting you know. Do you know what he inherited there? Do you have a clue what he inherited there? So I'm just, uh, what he gave there, obviously, you know, national exposure, but his own money to make those kids feel more comfortable to want to play in a more comfortable environment. Alan can attest, similar to what I did at Independence when I got the job there and everywhere I've ever been, including Compton College. They had nothing and when I left there, they were a top five program, and 200 people want the job when I left. Five people wanted it when I took it, just so we're clear. Dion's the same situation. So I'm curious to know this. Uh, Eddie Manyweather said he lost respect for Dion. Really? Why, homie? Why did you lose respect for Dion? Because he left? Guess what? Colorado has as many black players as Jackson State as Jackson State. So I'm confused on why you lost respect for him. <laughs> I'm very confused on this. So if you think he left for the money, he's already a multimillionaire. You think he left just for the money? Like, did, did y'all say that? Did y'all say he left for the money when he took the job and they had no money to give him and no NIL and no facilities? I'm confused. So he gives his own salary, gets the game day there, 60 minutes, national exposure to a conference that had nothing but Eddie Robinson, Jerry Rice, T.O., Steve McNair, Walter Payton, a few others. But let me ask you something if you're so mad. If y'all so mad at Dion, why y'all buying Michael Jordan's shoes every day? Why y'all buying LeBron's, homie? Why y'all buying CP3 shoes every day? Because they ain't did shit for the swag. They ain't did shit for black colleges. CP3 comes out and talks all that talk. But what has he done? Where's Rihanna, Oprah Winfrey? Where is uh, Beyonce and Tyler Perry? Where's Jay-Z at, dog? Where's Tiger and Barkley? I'm confused, dog. Why aren't you so... Why, why aren't you guys mad at those brothers and sisters for not backing Dion? Because I got news for you. I'm going to give you a little news little breaking news here real quick, all right? I'm going to give you a little breaking news. Deion said, listen, I'm Deion Sanders. I'm probably the most influential co football coach to these young African-American kids in the country that they'll ever will be. So guess what, LeBron, Jordan, Barkley, Tiger, Oprah, Tyler, Jay-Z, if y'all don't back me now, when y'all going to back me? If y'all don't back black colleges in the SWAC now, when y'all going to do it? 
You ain't gonna do it, man. Y'all just are talkers. And y'all mad at the guy who actually took the job, saved lives, helped people. You're mad at him for taking a better gig to help more people with his broad-ass platform? He can help more people at Colorado than he can at Jackson State. Contrary to y'all belief, sorry to break the news to you people, but guess what? Broke don't help. I'm just letting it be honest. When you got money, you can help more people. Sorry to tell you that. But the truth of the matter is, I ain't seen Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Snoop, uh, LeBron, CP3 wants to wear the swag. Hey, Stephen A., where you at? How much money you dumping in there? You dumping a bunch of money into the swag, Ryan Clark? I'm, I'm confused on all you motherfuckers hating on Dion for leaving. But no one does nothing to help. I'm just, I'm very, very curious. Dog, CP3 donates what you think he he wants you to know. He gives you what you want. He don't show you what you need to see. Just because you see him wear a hat and say he gave 100 grand? Come on, man, get realistic. Just like PetSmart when he's asked you to donate a dollar. Show me where the money goes. Breast cancer awareness. Show me where the money goes. I haven't seen none of these people donate to the SWAC yet. That means anything. If they're donating so much money to the SWAC, why are the facilities worse than a JUCO? I'm confused. Why are the facilities worse than a JUCO in the SWAC? If so much money's being dropped in there. I'm curious. I'm just asking, dog. I'm just asking. I'm trying to figure this out here. So y'all are mad at Dion for helping young brothers out for three years on his own dime and getting kids to go there. But you're not mad at anyone else for leaving their positions to take jobs at like ESPN and all these other ones. I'm confused, dog. I'm very confused. And if you're mad at anyone, you should be, you should be mad black Twitter at LeBron. Who's a billionaire. Rihanna. Who's a billionaire. Jay-Z. Who's a billionaire. Shaq. Beyonce. Tyler Perry. Who's a billionaire. Oprah. Who's a billionaire. Jordan. Who's a billionaire. Tiger. Who's a billionaire. You should all be mad at them. For not wanting to step up and help a guy like Dion. By the way, Eddie George is in the league too, dog. He's right up the street at Tennessee State. I haven't seen y'all help him. Why haven't you helped him build a stadium on campus so they don't use the Tennessee Titans stadium? Oh, oh damn, JB, how you know so much? Maybe I talk to Eddie all the time. Maybe I clinic their staff. Maybe I know a lot of things you don't know. How about they have a... They play at the Titan Stadium where no one shows up. It looks like a high school game because the stadium's so big. No one's going to Tennessee State game, but you won't build them their own stadium. How about all the other schools like Alcorn, where I talk to the coaches all the time? One of my former coaches is coaching at Alcorn. Why don't you talk about their facilities and their situation? By the way, Steve McNair went there. Why aren't y'all mad at that situation? Why aren't y'all mad at everyone else that not that don't help? But y'all want to talk about Dion leaving for Colorado is a bad gig? 
Come on, man. You guys sound like a bunch of BMKs, homie. You guys are the first ones that because he left, oh, man, he's now he's a sellout. I'm hearing so many things. Now Dion's a sellout. <laughs> no, LeBron, CP2, Shaq, Tyler Perry, all y'all are sellouts. And everyone in here that don't think that that's what it is, then you don't know the definition. You should probably go Google it. You probably go look it up. So you need to go figure this thing out, man. This is not a, what, so let me ask you something. So you want to work at Walmart for the rest of your life? You're going to work at Walmart for the rest of your life and not take a better job? I'm confused. Are you not going to take a better job and, and, and leave Walmart? You're going to stay there and you're going to be mad at me for leaving Walmart? Are you kidding me? That is the equation to what you're saying with Dion leaving. I'm gonna be honest. This is a thing that that you're that you you're killing me with. And Dion can't coach. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know he can't coach, but you know what? He can talk to the kids that resonates. The kids will be buy in and believe in him. And guess what, dog? He will get you to run through a wall. Now, if it becomes fake, you'll know that. In a few years, he's going to be exposed. He's in the big boy league now. He's going to be exposed. So I'm cool with it. Let's see it. But you know what? Hey, dog, y'all weren't mad. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy that Colorado jumped and took the job and gave him this opportunity. You know why? Because Florida State gave up, gave them some BS. See, I don't. I, why aren't y'all mad at Florida State when they said, "You know what? We can't hire you, Dion." I know you're a legendary player here. I know you've uh, meant so much to our institution here as a Seminole, but you don't have a college degree. Is it really that, or was it because you thought he embezzled money in Dallas at a high school that he created? Which one is it? Because I'm hearing both. So, like, I'm confused on which one it is. I'm confused at. Why y'all blame one thing, but not the other? I'm very confused here. Like, I want to know why you're not mad at Florida State when they turned him down. I want to know why you're not mad at South Florida when they when I when I've heard that they didn't even interview him because of these things. How about Auburn not even giving him a shot? You know why he took Colorado? Because I think that's the only job that offered him. Sorry, that's the only one that offered him, dog. That's the only job that gave him an opportunity. So I'm like, I applaud. I applaud Colorado. Because guess what's going to happen now? The good old boy network who hires and fires, if Dion can win and, and, and go against all odds and he can win and make some noise in the Pac-12, especially if SC and UCLA walks out of there, Dion's in a great situation, which I think he understands. You know what? I guarantee, I guarantee you Florida State's not talking about a degree in two or three years from now when Norvell folds and, and, and the job comes open again. And then no one's going to talk about it. I just told you guys, contrary to belief, I, I just said it on, my, uh, on this deal here. I just said it. Did I not? People will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. I just want to be clear on that right there. And don't be surprised. I'm telling you, he wanted the South Florida job so he can recruit Florida, beat Florida State in recruits, 
And when that job comes open, he slides in there. But I think he said, screw you, Florida State. I don't have a degree. I'm not good enough. I did not know that Division I coaches need a degree now. Because I know for a lot of I know a lot of people that are coaching that don't have a degree at the four-year level, dog. You know why? Because the last time I checked, have you seen Bobby Bowden teaching math at Florida State? Have you seen Dabo teaching history at Clemson? Have you seen Saban teaching mathematics at Alabama? I'm confused now. We need a degree. Oh, it's Jay. Is Norvell coaching history one on one? I'm confused. Is that what's happening? I'm sorry. I didn't know they were teaching two. I didn't know you were paying them $9 million to teach math. Man, that's the biggest slap in the face. But no one bitched and moaned about Florida State. I didn't see y'all coming after Florida State. I did not see you guys coming after USF, Florida Atlantic. I didn't see you guys being mad about that. But when he leaves Florida, when he leaves the SWAC, who he cannot do anything more for. What do y'all want him to do? Die on on the on the on the cross at Jackson State for a a, a bunch of people at a, at administratively don't want to see any better. They don't want to do nothing. They become incompetent and complacent. They're incompetent and complacent. I'm sorry. That is what the SWAC is, and it always has been. Dion has actually changed it for the better. He's got better personnel in there. The swack is better today than it was yesterday. Sorry to tell you this. Y'all had Eddie Robinson, who's dead and buried. God rest his soul. Great man, great coach. Did a hell of a job in the swack. That is what you hang your hat on. Dion brought you game day. National recognition. Social media blew it up. 60 minutes on the uh, on campus twice. National exposure to a conference on TV. The Southern game was on TV the other day. When have you seen the swack on TV? On national TV? You haven't. You haven't. So... I'm going to bring Matt in here. I appreciate everybody joining me. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. We can't wait to get Matt's takes. Matt was was there front and center. Hey, Matt, I'm the white guy defending the black guy uh, leaving a black college. Um, I didn't want to do that to you or Zach, so I kept y'all out of it. I think I'm the chameleon that can talk about it just because I don't really give a shit. A, B, uh, I I wish somebody would come at me with some bullshit racism or some shit. Uh, I, I would actually laugh at it. Um, I think that he did everything he could do at the SWAC conference for black Twitter and black culture to come after Dion like they are this morning and calling him everything from a sellout to a, a buster to whitewash to to you name it. I find it uh, I find it so hypocritical and disheartening Um because black Twitter comes out and, and sheds a lot of BS. I'm going to be honest with you. And I hate to be real on this morning's show here, but uh, I have to be honest, Matt. Um, let me get on this rant before I hear it from you, because I know you're going to give it to me real and uncut, even if it's a disagreement. Uh, nobody bitched it when he, when he didn't get the Florida State job because they told him he needed a degree. Uh, I never heard anyone bitching. 
And I haven't seen LeBron, Snoop, Shaq, CP3, uh, Oprah, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan. Haven't seen any of them dumping money into the swag to keep Dion. And from what I know from personal uh, discussions with some people that know Dion on his staff, he said, listen, if y'all ain't going to help me while I'm here, one of the most influential black coaches in America who can actually get through to the black community, if you're not going to help me while I'm here at Jackson State going undefeated, you're never going to help me. I'm out. I have no quarrels with that because that is a true damn statement. I haven't seen no one dropping money into this Juco-ass facility at Jackson State besides Dion. I've lived in this world, Matt. I've done it at every place I've ever been. I've put my own money. I've built my own facilities. Same thing as Indy on, on Netflix, you saw. And I know what he went through. And his addressing to the team, which was prior to the Jackson State game, which a lot of people don't want to bring up, um, I, I fully engage with it. I love it. I love that he came in and said, you know what? Enter the portal. I really don't care. And you know what he's done? He's done this, Matt. After further discussion, I will be withdrawing my name from the portal. No that way. is something you do not see nowadays. You see kids entering the portal. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, let me have it. Give me what you know. You've been around this thing. You've talked to Dion. I know you got some breaking news. Uh, I'd love to hear your take. So, look, Jackson State, this isn't about Jackson State today. This is about Colorado and them being the first major Power Five you know, school to hire three black men in a row ever. So that should be a light that shined on this situation big time. And 80% of Colorado's roster are young African-American men. And he, the guy he's, the guys he's transferring in are young African-American men that are going to be given opportunity. This is what he does. So you can have spoiled grapes over, you know, what's going on, but this is the business of football. And it's just like Coach Prime said, you either get terminated or elevated. And he got elevated. And Jackson State can't match it. They can't match the intensity. They can't match the level. They can't match the TV deals. And that's why he left. Uh, he also built them into 12-0 and and champions and five-star recruits everywhere. And hopefully somebody can keep the momentum that he created going. Um, that said, I was at the presser yesterday. And then I met with him and his team personally just one-on-one. -on -one for about two and a half hours afterwards about recruiting and grad transfer and God knows a ton of other shit. Uh, it was incredible. You know, the press conference was inspiring. Uh, he was real. It was packed. It was during the Bronco game, which was a major flex for Colorado. Uh, and everybody was there. CU's the talk of the town today. And he's already, he's transferred in multiple D1, you know, five stars and a couple four stars. And he's getting kids that we're thinking about leaving the program to stay, which I'm, I'm with, um, I, you know, I've been setting up meetings all night last night and all this morning, uh, with the new staff you know, coach Andre Hart, who's the linebacker and recruiting coach up there now in Boulder, uh, setting up meetings for grant transfers to come in and meet with the staff and, and make sure everything is smooth and copacetic there. So I'm middleman in the shit out of this right now. And I'm telling you the conversation I had yesterday when coach prime walked in, I'm the only guy that got to meet with him afterwards. So there's a thousand people at the fucking uh, press conference. And we, you know, after the press conference is done and all the hugs and kisses are done, I, I went upstairs with Coach Hart and Coach Prime 
and Ray, his right hand man. And we sat down for three hours and chop and chop it up and talk shop. And it was, you know me, coach. I'm real, like I'm I'm always prodding and trying to like figure out about people, like what really motivates them. And when I got done talking to coach, when he stood up and he went out the room to go do his media obligations with Rick George, the AD, who tip of the cap to Rick George, brother, that's a hell of a hire. Um, I was so motivated and so bought into what he's trying to build up there that I don't see how he can't be successful. His son is a hell of a player. Um, he's coming in to play quarterback. That was announced yesterday. And, and there are now people pandering to get in and go play for Coach Prime at the University of Colorado. So this is uh, the way it's supposed to be in Boulder. I played there from 2000 to 04. We played in three Big 12 title games and won one and put multiple guys into the NFL. And we were always in playing in big games. And you knew that if you walked into the lines of Folsom and you'd fucked around, that you would get your, your ass kicked and your teeth knocked out. And... That's what Colorado is. We're better when we're edgy. We're better when we have swag. We're better when it's real. And boy, oh boy, do they have all of that in Boulder now. So I think that this is a monumental hire. I think that he will rebuild this place into an absolute powerhouse, uh, especially if two or three things happen here. So USC and UCLA are out. They're going to the Big Ten. If the Pac-12 survives and they bring in Boise State and San Diego State and a couple other teams, and and that's the way they roll, and Amazon, I'm hearing Amazon and Coach Prime have a really good relationship, Jeff Bezos. And Amazon, I'm hearing, is trying really, really hard to get the media rights to the Pac-12 so they can broadcast all the Pac-12 games on Amazon, which essentially makes them the exclusive place to watch Pac-12 football, which would be extremely lucrative to say the least. So if that happens, I and and CU and Utah and Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, all these schools stay in the Pac-12 and they attract more universities. I think Colorado has an opportunity to just absolutely dominate the the Pac-12 in that regard. Also, uh, Rick George brought up yesterday that September eighth, you know, Nebraska and Matt Rule come to Boulder and how big of a game that is, and he's starting that fire, and this is the reason why. Uh, number one, because it's a massive rivalry between both institutions and we don't play it as much anymore and it sucks. And it, we're trying to stoke that to get them to schedule more games. Number two, there's rumblings up in Boulder right now that Utah and Colorado are going to be courted to the Big Ten. And because the Big Ten wants to be able to go from Rutgers to L.A. in a straight line and control every time zone in college football. And if they do that and they go to Salt Lake, they get a pretty good market. But if they get the Denver market, that is a massive market. It's way bigger than Seattle. It's bigger than anything in, in Oregon. It's, it becomes pretty much the biggest market outside of Phoenix in the Pac-12 or in that region if they were to go that route and take them to the Big Ten. They go to the Big Ten. They end up in a quad grouping that, that they play Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa every year which would essentially make me the happiest person on the earth because we get to play those sons of bitches from Lincoln every year again, which is the reason I went to Colorado in the first place. So, look, man, I am a, I don't know if I've been this excited for my alma mater uh, in history, but maybe the day that we beat Nebraska 62-36, I was this excited. You know, big wins. This is, 
so incredible. And then for the platform that Six Zero has, bro, like the fact that I was the only one in the room for three hours with this guy afterwards, talking to him about all the recruits and all the grad transfers and all the culture changes that need to change and everything, everything that I think that was wrong with the program over the last 20 years, being able to, to talk to those men about the, the changes and what needs to happen in Boulder for them to take off and be great. And for them to absorb that and take it in. And this morning, we've just been chopping it up all morning. How do we get this guy here? How do we get that guy here? And that's what I've been looking for for so long. Someone to match my energy on how we feel about Colorado and how we feel about the recruits. And rather than a, a coach looking at me in my face, that's happened at CU before, listen to this and say, well, that kid's going to Michigan or Texas A&M or he's going to Notre Dame and we're not going to be able to recruit him anyway, so we're not even going to try. And I'm sitting there across the table from a Division One Power 5 head coach and my alma mater listening to him say that to me going, are you out of your fucking mind? Like I'm trying so hard not to freak out on him because that kind of lazy ass attitude is exactly what gets us to 1-11. So... With the minute that I told that story yesterday, Coach Prime literally looked at me and said, that will never happen again. They will come here and play. And I totally believe him. Like, there's nothing to give me any any semblance that this man is not telling the truth. So this is huge, and I am fucking pumped. And I think, honestly, this is going to set precedent in, the, in college football, and hopefully – it gets more men men that are, you know, African-American men and leaders that are so, you know, every player is pretty much a black kid. I mean, we need more black men as head coaches all around college football, and this just stokes, stokes the fire. If anything, everybody at Jackson State, anybody that your feelings are hurt about this or you think he's a sellout, he, the University of Colorado is the first major institution to employ three straight black men to, to run its college football program. That is a massively important step in the right direction. Well, man, I gotta, I, gotta, uh, I gotta stop you right here for a second. The chat is going crazy, and I appreciate everybody here, man. We got almost 700 people in here live. I can't read the chat, so keep it up, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm almost at a thousand people live here on TikTok. Uh, so let me let me let me break this down real quick. Somebody in the chat just said, "Shame on him. He left his black people high and dry." Now, let me break something down. Colorado has the same amount of black kids as Jackson State because they got more scholarships than big rosters. I'm so confused on how he left black kids down because just because the SWAC is a black conference, is that what you're meaning? Because it's sure not leaving kids. He actually has more influence influence out of Colorado because of he's making $30 A, and I don't want to hear anything about anything else than this. The more money you make, the more people you can help. Sorry, people, to break that news to you, but broke folks aren't helping anyone. Sorry. He's, so, in, a major, he's in a major position of influence now where he's oh, going man. to get national eyes. Like, he brought national eyes to Jackson State. That That's huge. They need to build off that momentum, not just act like they can't achieve that again because the Messiah left. Build off of it. Don't just don't sit here and bitch and moan about the business of football happening. Build off the momentum this man created. Whoever stays there off of his staff to run that program, act like he's still there. Do the same right things. We can like, keep it going. There, yeah, the only thing football that's consistent is change. And that's going to be your next critical movement. 
who is your next hire? And and I'm totally with thee on that. Maybe you can find this out if it's true later on. But I, I think the source I have is really reliable when it comes to I'm Deion Sanders. I kick it with Snoop. Snoop comes to the locker room. He does, he sing, he raps for my players. I got T.I. up here. I got Shaq up here. I got everyone up here coming to be around this thing. But none of y'all have donated a dime. None of y'all have helped me build this thing to where I could stay here if possibly. We can get the facilities increased. We can attract better quality talent. But none of y'all do anything. I call CP2, Matt. CP3 uh, walks around with a swag hat. He gives a hundred grand here and there. You got Stephen A. Smith playing the swag. I don't see him donating big money. I, I don't see these people that talk this shit about Dion this morning. Yeah, I just, I, 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 I look, man. This, I don't, I don't know about any of this. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not tuned into the the hate. I'm more focused on the University of Colorado and what just happened and where they're moving forward i'm not I, I can't i can't sit here and comment on what's going on at jackson state and all the sour grapes down there and people being mad at the business of football um you know all the kids transferring to colorado no offense but colorado is a better degree than jackson state if you're talking about getting a job that's a fact i'm sure that'll piss somebody off there's nothing that you can say that's not going to piss people off he made a decision that is best for him and his family. It's best for his son's development as a quarterback, which I don't know if everybody knows this, but that's kind of important to him, family. So it's better for his son to go to Colorado and play in the Pac-12 and be around that competition level to see if he's actually a first-round draft pick because I think he's pretty special. Travis Hunter transferring in, the five-star incredible player. Give him a year in the Pac-12 and watch him go murder everybody and go in the first round. It, You know, it's... The, acting like somehow he came to Colorado and he's just recruiting all these white boys in, in the suburbs is ridiculous. But there are white players on the field and on the team. But the majority of the roster are young black men that are really excited about having a leader and a charismatic man and a first bout Hall of Famer in charge of a program that has been struggling for so long that <clears throat> it has, you know, routinely extended opportunity uh, when others have not. So, the Jackson State thing, like I, if I'm a Jackson State alum or if I'm somebody in the swack, you can be sour grapes all you want. You just sound like you're you're crying. Like, just get a cry face emoji and post it. Eddie Mayweather, I got to be honest, Eddie, for a black man, you're very, very ignorant. And I'm just going to be honest. I almost want to block your dumb ass because you say the stupidest shit. If you think that Jackson State could have matched Colorado money, then you are a fucking idiot. Come on, man, that's not it. He had to pay for meals and shut the hell up, food. man. He had to fucking pay for his own weight room. Come on, and you want Colorado? You want him them to match his money? Shut the hell up, dude. You it's say it's not even close. Sax uh, or Jackson State in the SWAC doesn't have the TV deal that the uh, it's it's what so ignorant just to hear these dumbasses say these things, Matt. I just yeah. I just it blows my mind. We get caught up in color, Matt. We get caught up in color. We think that because you're black, you have to stay with the black coaching sorority and coaching. Let me be honest, Matt. I don't know if you've ever been in the AFCA, all right? Black College Coach Association within the AFCA is a mockery. It is a joke. I belong to it. 
I go every year when I go to the AFCA, and you get the showing is so minute because they rather hear Nick Saban speak than to go in there and strengthen the foundation in the black college community. And it is a mockery. And guess what? Now today we want to come out and talk shit about the black people that are helping the black kids? Like, I'm so confused on what's happening on black Twitter and and, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm a white boy from Compton saying it. Yes, you heard me right. I'm keeping it 100. A lot of you won't do it. A lot of you won't say it. And, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of you aren't ready for the real talk banter that I bring. But oh, so so be it. A lot of you will report me and cancel me. So be it. Like, I don't care. I go to bed at night knowing that I'm honest and sincere. And if Dion had to leave because his fellow black community members would not give a dime or a squirt of piss to the swack to help him stay. Because I told you, Matt, he was having second thoughts because he is a God-fearing man and was like, you know what? God's telling me some things, maybe. But you well, know what? He already made a decision question. by then. Um, Let me ask so this he, I got to go now. If this, is, if this is really this much of an issue, because, I again, I haven't seen black Twitter or whatever that is, and I'm not reading the, the comment page, and I, personally, I don't really give a shit. So my question to everyone would be, Dion's a black man, right? Last time I checked. Last time I checked, yeah. So... What what about him getting an opportunity and like isn't that a good thing? That's isn't progression good? Isn't his son another black starting quarterback in major college football? Isn't that a good thing? Didn't they give <clears throat> everything they could to Jackson State? They maximized that. The place is twelve and zero. There's NFL players on the roster. Guys are graduating. There's more eyes than ever on the entire institution, and. Now he's advancing. That's the way this works. Every coach advances. So, look, I, I'm i not going to get caught up in all the race bullshit and all the color and all the people pointing fingers at each other. I'm not reading the comments. I don't know anything about black Twitter, and I don't give a fuck. So, hey, I... You know, it's unfortunate, Matt. It's really I unfortunate. Agree, I think it's unfortunate because we should be talking about the progression of the University of Colorado and the kids that are there and what this means for the Pac-12 and how big it is to have a personality like Dion as a head coach to go challenge Lincoln Riley and challenge Chip Kelly and challenge Dan Lanning and challenge the other personalities in the Pac-12 and how big the Nebraska game on September 8th is going to be. Game day's already confirmed they're coming. Busting with the boys and Taylor Lewan and Will Compton are coming. Barstool and Dave Portnay are coming to Boulders the first time ever. That's what we should be focusing on, not all this negativity. In fact, I'm not going to play into it anymore. So anybody that wants to talk to me negative about this situation, you can kick rocks. I ain't talking about it no more. This is a positive day. It's a positive day for Dion and his family. It's a positive day for his son. It's a positive day for his daughter who's going to come play basketball at CU from Jackson State. It's a positive day for all the young men on that roster that have done nothing but suffer under bad head coaches for the last three years in the COVID pandemic. It's a great day for the for the state of Colorado and Boulder and the community that is the Buffalo community. It is a fantastic day to be a Colorado Buffalo, and I am so excited about the future. I cannot contain myself. And there is not an ounce of negativity on the face of the fucking earth that's going to be able to bring me down from this mountaintop, regardless 
of what somebody in Jackson, Mississippi feels or whatever. If you don't like it, don't watch. If you're really that offended by someone progressing, I don't know what to tell you. Colorado has more money. They have a bigger platform. And they saw an opportunity to hire a generational coach and make changes. And look, Joel Klatt was integral in this. He was the, the head of the advisory board, essentially. And Joel is the main, you know, the main broadcaster for Fox. And you heard him in the Michigan-Purdue call. Um, and we knew about this about 10 days ago. I, I was... I refuse to, you know, announce news. I don't break news. I'm an ex-player and a coach. I'm not out here breaking news and shit. So it, it was it was hard to contain that we were doing this was moving forward the way we knew it was. But Joel said something very, you know, lasting with me when we talked about this. And at first, the administration was like playing safe, right? And it's like, ah, oh, well, we don't know. We, we don't know if we, we're going to go after Dion or not, and yada yada yada, and. Joel looked at them and said, look, I want great, not safe. We need great in Boulder. And that's the way he feels about Dion. That's the way we feel about the situation. That is greatness. That's on the field greatness. That's in the media booth greatness. That's living life as a, as a, a man of faith greatness. He talked about it at the beginning of his press conference yesterday at length. And it, it, I really, it resonated to me. And I'm a godland heathen atheist. And it resonated to the godless guy in the room. So I'm... This is too, just like Dion said yesterday, it's too, everyone's too blessed right now to be stressed. And any negativity that wants to be thrown at this shit, you're going to have to talk to somebody else about it because I ain't doing it. And you know what kills me? Um, I don't know why we can't praise the guy. He's going to help Jackson State regardless. He, he has his, like, I, I would, I, I've always given back to wherever I've been before, right? Even though the people that hated on me and tried to cancel me, I still help a kid or a coach or 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 someone I know in that in that at that campus or in that community. So he's going to help. But you know what kills me? I sure don't hear anything about Hugh Freeze taking Auburn and 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 and, and him having whores on speed dial when he was at Ole Miss and getting fired and then and the, and, and and the SEC bringing him right back. I don't see any friction about that from anybody. But we want to bash Dion. Colorado has not been this relevant before they play a football game for a new season ever in the history of their school. And they have a national championship under their belt. We're talking about when I was there, we had the number one recruiting class in 2000 in my, or number three in, two, in 2000 in my class. And we won the Big 12 and 01 and beat the number one team in the country. And we won the Big 12. Well, we played for the Big 12 and 02, and we played for the Big 12 and 04, and we were always ranked, and we're always getting guys drafted and first rounders and shit. And it still wasn't even close to being this relevant. It wasn't close to being this popular. That this is a game-changing hire for college football. And you know what? Look, if Dion rebuilds CU for four years, five years, and his kid goes first round, and Florida State opens and Mike Norvell you know, who is actually flying into to Denver tonight to meet with some of my guys. That's what we do at 6-0. Mike Norvell's flying in tonight. Say, say he moves on to go be in the NFL or some shit, or they struggle and he gets fired, which I doubt. And and that job opens up, and he takes the Florida State job and goes down there to, to, to coach them for the rest of his career. You actually think I'm going to be mad at the man? Are you out of your mind? He built our yeah. foundation. He rebuilt the program. He'll always be a buff. 
There's no way he's going to come here and fail. People are gravitating towards him. It's contagious. The positive attitude's contagious. Everybody has bumps on the roads and things that they struggle with. He's no different, and he's overcome all of it. And, and you know, it's the business of football and coaching is, is, is what it is. You're never going to really stay in one place. It doesn't happen, and it's very rare. I had the same head coach and position coach for five years in college. I was extremely lucky. The, the year after I left, Gary got fired and Coach Wilson went to Oklahoma. So you, there, there it is. They just they they went and got better opportunities or different opportunities. So I think that the oppor- the opportunity this opens up for more men of color to get head coaching jobs. Like I want net, Ryan Walters needs to be a power five head coach. You know, like there's tons of guys all over college football that are more deserving than Hugh Freeze. Why aren't we talking about that? Hugh Freeze is a you know a pill popping you know whoremongerer. Coach coaches at our at the foundation of our youth level, high school football, after he ran the biggest rink in history of college football at Baylor. You know what the rink was. He goes and coaches high school, but guess who can't get a job? Me and Zach Smith. Well, look, everybody's got a past, and the only thing you can do is own up to it and move forward. People are gonna decide whether or not they're giving opportunities or not. But it's funny to see who actually gets them and who doesn't and what, you know, society and culture deems deems like untenable and what they don't. It's amazing to me. So I, it's why I'm so in the middle on damn near everything. Like I, I don't pick sides. I sit in the middle and watch the sides eat each other. So I, I, uh, I think that this is an advantageous position for Colorado. I think it's a really productive position for Dion and his family. I think his kid, uh, I think Shanor is going to be a Heisman candidate next year, just based on what I've seen on film. He's really special. Um, and he's going to be, he's going to have a different caliber of athlete protecting him. He's going to have a different caliber of athlete. He's throwing the ball to, he's going to have a different caliber of athlete pass rushing him. It's just, it's a different caliber of football. So that is something that I know they wanted and it's smart. Look, Dion is motivated by family and helping his first. And I don't have a problem with that because it helps the Buffalo family as a whole because we are all together on this. So he, he is in the business of putting his children in positions to be successful. And he's not afraid to use his name, image, and likeness, Dion Sanders primetime, to help that. So uh, his son having the eligibility he has left and the talent he has, he can come in and totally revamp CU and turn it into cool guy university. Everybody wants to play there. It's drippy. Everybody's swagged out. I can't fucking wait for the walkout song, dog. Play my theme music. Oh, let's fucking go. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be so hype September 8th. Get Nebraska in the fucking gates. Lock them up and fucking make that popcorn, bitch. I can't fucking wait. Let's go. Hey, let me ask you this. Lock the gates on them commies. Hey, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, one thing about Dion, I don't think he knows the rules very well yet. I think he's going to need help. Uh, yes. I know he violated like three of them when he had his quarterback stand up that didn't even leave Jackson State yet and enter the portal. Um, is that something that he's going to have to get better at? And are they going to take a hit? Because I'm already seeing that all over the place. No. Um, There's no more rules. It's the Wild West. 
And 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 and, and secondly, let me ask you this. Uh, yeah, there's rules in college football now. What, I know, I know. Well, I think you have to at least leave one school to go to another. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me ask you this though. Um, I know you, you, if you can't say nothing, you can't say it. Everyone in the chat's wondering: Do what? you have a shot at, at, at an opportunity to be involved in some way on staff, or at least a, in some type of liaison? Because I think Dion's smart by reaching out to you because he knows he has to get into the concrete uh foundation of what colorado is and that is the people in the home base which is we want to we want to classify in our recruiting area as our you know our foundation right this is we got to lock down home um primary recruiting area has to be denver right has to be boulder has to be colorado can you even speak on it um look i met with him yesterday at length uh, I've got a call with his main man, Rodney, today uh, with Ray at right after the show as I drive to Altitude to do my other show. Uh, and I will be up there meeting with them either today, tomorrow, or Wednesday to talk about this very thing. So I'm, I'm not going to pull punches here. I, I want to be the O-line coach up there. I want to be the assistant at, you know, recruiting coordinator under, uh, under uh, Coach Andre, the linebacker coach who's the head of the recruiting um six zero is going to keep running uh you know tj patterson who played quarterback at cu back in the day is my number two and coach jones uh who's actually moving on to a better opportunity and we're really excited for for coach jones to do that uh so it, it six zero will keep running and keep feeding uh the the you know team rooms all over the country but at the same time you know coach prime knows that down the street he's got a massive uh advantage I mean, the other coaches at Colorado didn't take advantage of it. They they were – Carl Durrell was scared shitless of me and intimidated by my presence and what – you know, the fact that maybe guys listen to me more than him. That's not my problem. If you're intimidated, that's your problem. Uh, it's one of the reasons I love Dion so much. Like, he's really confident and almost cocky. And if his swag and the way he presents himself bothers you, that's your problem. That's not his problem. I dig that. Um, so he, he's not intimidated at all. He knows who he is. Um, and if anything, I'm honored to be in his presence and have the opportunity to help. Uh, and I love my university. And even if I don't get the opportunity that I, that I want up there, I'm still going to be, you know, hand in hand with the recruiting and the development. And I'll be on the sideline every weekend and I'll be in the team room and I'll be, there like i am now already so you know it, it it's it's a special place man and i'm not going to sit here and pull punches like i don't want to do it so it just needs to work out and be right and then we'll go down that road but and let me um, let me address something I mean, real quick. i mean that would be kick ass yeah no doubt i hope i hope the best for you you know that uh i i, I gotta be honest uh Stephen Wilsey in here, who's a Colorado guy, apparently. He said, sorry, Matt. He told the kids he's firing the Colorado people to bring in his own people. He's coming. Once he gets what he needs, he's leaving. Yeah, I'm not a Colorado guy, bro. I don't work there. I, I own 6-0, homie. The, you, yeah. You're living in the past. Yeah. No, he's talking about what he addressed the team and saying, I'm bringing my own baggage yesterday. And, he, and, he is. He is. He wants that's what I'm saying, though. Team. I don't understand how you think he's firing his Colorado people. He's not firing those kids. He's telling those kids, if you can't handle these words, you'll never be able to play for me. Well, look, that's a 1-11 football team. They are really, really scarce of talent and speed and explosiveness. I don't care if they don't like hearing that. That's evaluation. Deal with it. Um, 
I, I'm telling my guys that are going to try and go to the transfer portal to stay. He's like, staying. He ain't leaving. Do not leave. Do not leave. And this is the place you want to transfer to to be part of this if you are in the portal. So it, there's nothing wrong with truth and hard truth. There's nothing wrong with Dion walking in there and dropping the hammer on a bunch of guys who are comfortable. Comfortable being 1-11 is not going to fucking work in Boulder. And if you don't like what I'm saying and you're up in Boulder, at 6-0 Academy on all three platforms, I'm real fucking hard to find. And I'll tell you the same thing. It's not acceptable. I'm tired of the comfort with losing. It's something that can be changed. And 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 now we have a guy that can actually change it. And it's changing rapidly. It is happening right in front of us. Guys are committing. The transfer portal opens officially today and shit is getting nuts. My phone is in front of me exploding. Like, I, it's... This is exactly the position you want to be in as a, a buff fan, as an alum. And I don't work for the university right now, so he can't fire me. Again, yesterday I met with him. No, no, no. He meant fire the kids when he when – oh, he- well, Some of those kids need to be fired. What are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, I agree. Um, let me let me let me let me let me end this whole Dion thing. I, it was great to get you on here and talk about it because that's what the conversation for the show for the first hour and a half has been. Uh, had had Zach on here. We talked about the playoff and stuff too. Uh, but I want to end this Dion conversation with this picture right here. All right. No one wants to talk about this picture right here. And uh, I want to just drop the mic on this. We praise one of these families and we hate on the other one. And it you all should be ashamed of your motherfucking selves. Let that sink in. Let that picture that I've dug up sink in yeah. right there. That's because... A, Praise this group, but you hate on this one, and it blows my mind. It blows my mind. That is good shit. Mic drop. Uh, moving on. My uh, moving on. Matt, after the mic drop, and I drop my nuts on a lot of these people's eyelids so they can scratch them when they blink. Um, let me let me uh, let me let me break this to you real quick. my kid, who I've talked to, is uh, uncle, a good friend of mine. I've, I've been around him my whole life. DJ enters the portal. This is what I'm discussing, which we disagree on. Well, not disagree. I think you agree with me on, on stuff like this. But to me, this one right here, basically, there's two things speaking to. I'm not going to give away my sources, but uh, I know the family. His, his uncle just became the head coach of San Bernardino Valley Community College here up the street, uh, who's a legendary Mount Sac, was a D-line coach at Arizona for, Tum- uh, for Sumlin. Um, his name's Jonah, a good friend of mine. We grew up together. Um, his brother is DJ's father, David, Dave. So let me, let me, this is a lack of competitiveness because you just got your job snatched after you've been the guy there. What I hear is Dabo's halftime report, which I talked to Zach about. He basically came out and said, well, we tried to start this other kid in the Notre Dame. It was like fucking six weeks ago. And he's like, uh, he threw a pick and DJ came back and did well. So basically they rubbed him the wrong way by saying, well, we've been trying to start this kid. It just didn't work out. So I guess the parent DJ, everybody got kind of up in arms about it. And, and that's what I think what Davo said at halftime is kind of what rubbed them wrong because that is not the Polynesian way, Matt, as you know, they're going to fight and try to compete. And I was hoping he would stay in the spring just to see, I wanted to see him fight for his job back. And I just couldn't see myself. This is myself, Matt. I know it's a business decision now in a, in a, in a world that we're chasing the bag at the, at the amateur level. Uh, 
I would never have gone out that way myself. I'm going to go win the job back. But that's not what these kids are made of anymore. Um, I don't think he can win the job back. I think it's his, his time is up, to say the least, at Clemson. I mean, he's had so many opportunities to step in and keep the Trevor Lawrence stuff going and he, and the Deshaun Watson stuff going and all that momentum, and he couldn't do it um, because he's not – he's just not very good. And – you know, he may not be good for that system. He might be better somewhere else. But, you know, I don't think he's an NFL caliber player at his position. Uh, and this is going to turn the NFL people off even more because they do look at it as running. Um, but I don't think he even has a chance to compete or play there anymore. So it's probably best that he moves on, honestly. Let's move on real quick while I have you. Uh, college football playoff been selected. Uh, I, I think the best four teams should be in. I don't think TCU is one of them. I think Alabama is the only team that can beat Georgia, personally. Uh, that's just my personal opinion with the Nick Saban factor. Bryce Young gets healthy. That team lost two last possession ball games by four points combined to two top five ranked teams. Well, one top ten, one top five. Uh, so one. Hostile environment. If we think the SEC is the best, then I believe Alabama should be in there. They're the only team that can beat Georgia, in my opinion. Where do you stand with this? I hate the the playoff. I think it's ridiculous. Um, the fact that Ohio State got to sit back and like lick their wounds after getting their ass kicked and they get in is ridiculous. Um, you know, it's like punishing people for playing in the in the conference championship games. I just I I can't wait until they have twelve teams. I'm over this bullshit. I'm over it. You know, like if we look at history, Matt, the history shows if you lose late in the in the season, the later you lose, the worse it is for you to get in the playoff. Not, not anymore. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's so inconsistent. It doesn't matter if you win or lose; it's all opinion based, and that's not the way football is supposed to be. Yeah, it's so I mean, inconsistent. You, you play games all year, and everything's supposed to be important. And then you get the championship Saturday and all of a sudden winning or losing isn't important. And it's all about eye test and shit. And it's hey, I'm confused though. Everyone's talking about Bama didn't win it, didn't beat anybody. They lost two to the two, two of the best teams in the country though. At the last, they should have won. If they want to get in, they should have won. Yeah, yeah. But let me ask you this. Who did TCU beat? Because they didn't beat anybody either. They had the, they had the third hardest ranked schedule in the country. Yeah, but they, who they beat at the time? They, nobody in the top ten either. They beat K State. Well, they're in the top ten. No, not at the time. They were eighteen. Well, so I'm just now. <laughs> I'm just confused. If we're gonna compare who they beat, is what the committee like? You just disagree with the committee, just like I do. If we're gonna say the committee said who they played, well, Alabama they had the same amount of wins versus the same amount. Look, of I'm not saying that TCU should be in over Alabama or not. I think that the playoff system is fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, it's been bad. It's been and, bad for a while. Uh, like, I don't. I don't really. This is what's gonna happen. Michigan is going to destroy TCU by three touchdowns, and Georgia is going to dog fuck Ohio State by three touchdowns, and then Georgia is going to play Michigan for the national title. And I hope Michigan can stand up to them. But I watched that final four game last year in Miami, and that was a – it was a destruction. So I, I that's obviously going to be in the back of their minds. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, real quick before you get out of here, I know you're busy and running around today. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Uh, is the Jeff Saturday experience experiment over? Well, that shit is done. That's 50 points done. They got hammered last night. 
And yeah, I'm not like I'm not all up in arms about him getting the job like some people are. I'm not either. It wasn't his fault. Lose, but uh. I don't really think it would have mattered who you put as the head coach either. They have a washed quarterback, and they're just not as good as everyone thought they were, and myself included. So, you know, it's next year. I'm sure they'll have a new head coach, and Jim Irsay will make some more bad decisions, and we'll keep going down this road. So <laughs> I'm sure it'll be hey, fun. Uh, here's, a, here's a little thing for you, though, from an NFL buddy of mine who coaches in the league currently right now. Harbaugh to the Colts. Like it? Why would Jim Harbaugh leave Michigan? I don't know. No way. Because every year I think he's scrutinized. I think Harbaugh scrutinized every year more than we know. Uh, I think he is. I Um, think he's being super praised and scratched on the back for the first time there in the last two years. He's not going anywhere, bro. And and that is why I think he has a huge amount of leverage. Uh, But he's he's not leaving Michigan. If I think if he does do that, this is the time to leverage it. And I think he stays at Michigan personally. But I, if he does go anywhere, he'll go to where he played at. With, well, with if Harbaugh was to go back to the NFL, Harbaugh needs to come to Denver and get Russell Wilson figured out because that shit is. Yeah. He, like, I, I'm about to go talk about it for two hours and I don't even want to. I'm over it. Like, it's so pathetic. I thought they won, dude. I left yesterday. I thought they had the game won when Lamar went out. Lost with fucking 18 seconds left at the end of the game. Tyler Huntley ran in the touchdown. So they they uh, three field goals and held held Baltimore to three points the entire game and lost again. If I'm on defense in Denver, I am so pissed off. I I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, this is not acceptable, bro. You made $250 million and you can't fucking score one touchdown? We can't get one touchdown on the road? One? One? Not one? Hey, Brian Case, I want to be clear with you. When people say things, they usually mean the opposite. So I just want to be clear. In this coaching business, when you hear he shot down something, it probably means he either accepted it or he's still contemplating it. <laughs> I just All want right, to be clear. I'll be back tomorrow morning. I can't wait. Hey, by the way, uh, Burrow's better than Mahomes. Thanks. Take care, bro. Oh, blow me. Um... By the way, Burrow is better than Mahomes. Uh, I've said it here on this show, but what do I know? I've been saying that for quite some time. Uh, I just think that Burrow, I think Burrow's better than Mahomes. I mean, he beats them every time they play. So, I mean, I don't know what else you can really say about it. Uh, I do believe that's what he is. So, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know. That's just me. That's what I think. That's just what it is. Um, So, Figure it out. A lot of the Dion discussions, a lot of other things. I want to get into something, though. Why are we overcomplicating the NFL overtime rule? Why should fans pay to go see a game that has major NFC East and playoff complications? Or implications, I'm sorry. Why do we complicate a playoff game that has implications, uh, is what I wanted to say with a tie football game. If I were the fans that attended that game, I would be hitting up Roger Goodell and saying, I want my money back. I want my money back. It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, Justin Fields really, really showed me that I'm wrong. (laughs) I love Bruce Helms. Can you admit you're wrong with Justin Fields? No, because I'm not wrong. He's a running back. 
He looked like Walter Payton yesterday once again. He threw the ball like shit yesterday once again. They lost yesterday once again to a team that has Aaron Rodgers who went 18 of 31 for 180 yards. That's who they lost to. So if Justin Fields can't beat a quarterback on the other side who can't throw with the ailment and a bad thumb, if he can't win a game when Aaron Rodgers throws for 180 yards, he's never going to beat Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Just throwing that out there. So where do you want me to eat crow about Justin Fields at? He still can't throw the ball. He can't throw in the coverage. He can't throw it on time. He turns the ball over late. He makes bad throws late when the crunch time happens, just like a lot of quarterbacks do, including Patrick Mahomes, y'all favorite GOAT hero, who I've always said, I take Joe Burrow all day long over him. And guess what? He won again. And guess what? He's going to beat him again in the playoffs this year. And then what are you going to say? Because only Burrow and Brady have beat Mahomes, not Josh Allen, not Justin Fields. But why are we complicating? Quit taking all this shit over to Justin Fields. I know I'm right about Justin Fields, and I haven't been wrong. You know what I've been wrong about? Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. I was wrong on both of those predictions. And so were a lot of people. But I think I was right with Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke. I think I was right with Kyler Murray. I think I was right with Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. I think I was right with Lamar Jackson. I think I was right with every other quarterback that I've ever predicted. But guess what? You find the two things I missed on and come back. What do you know about now? Shut the hell up. I want to see if you're real or not. You know what real people do? You know what I do? I come out and say, you know what, man? I I, I got to eat crow, dog. Matt Ryan screwed me. The Colts have been a shit show. The, the Broncos have been a shit show. Russell Wilson's a joke. And I, I'm eating crow on it. But when are you guys going to come out and say, man, JB, you missed on those two. But, man, you're right on everything else. Like when I get texts from these other people in the mainstream media that says, man, you never missed, but you missed on these two. No doubt. But at least you recognize I never miss too often. I don't miss too often when it comes to these quarterbacks and these predictions. But it's funny how you come out with the two misses, and that's all you want to talk about. But when it, you're really, really quiet, though, when I'm hitting all of them correctly. It's funny to me how you're really, really quiet when I predict these things about Kyler Murray and Justin Fields and all these other quarterbacks that I've never been missed on yet. And I break down and show you the film. And then all of a sudden, I'm wrong. <laughs> like this guy, this dick riding troll in this thing. You you miss a lot more than you write. Really? Show me. Show me. You miss a lot more times than wrong. That makes no sense. <laughs> Dogs go woof. Cats go meow. Craig Bashamnamanat. Whatever your name is. You miss a lot more than times than wrong. Does that make sense? Can you speak English to me? <laughs> Holy shit. So what have I said, though? So availability from the quarterback position is key. 
Well, Lamar's hurt now. What have I been saying? Knock on wood. I hope the kid don't get hurt. Love Lamar. Love his character. But he's not going to win a Super Bowl. And they're not sustainable at what he does, how he does it. And guess what? Either is the Baltimore Ravens offense now because now you have the exact same offense with a half-talented quarterback in Huntley. I like Huntley, but he's not. He's a poor man's version of Geno Smith. Let's just keep it real. And they're going to run the same offense because that is what they live and die on. I'm telling you right now, if Lamar is seriously hurt and they're done, we already know they're done. They were done with him. So we know they're done without him. But let me give you a flip side. Taylor Huntley comes out and starts striking the rock and throwing completions to guys that people are really happy about. I think you're going to have, you're going to be like, damn, Coach JB really does know what he's talking about. <laughs> what if Tyler Huntley comes out and starts getting the rock to the receivers on the edge and the Ravens are a much harder team to defend? What are you going to say when that happens? I'm curious. What are you going to say when that happens? Just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. But I want to go back to the NFL overtime rule. Um, hey, Craig, drop your resume in here. Let us know what you do. Since I'm so vulnerable because everyone knows who I am, because there's 300 million people that have saw, seen me on TV, I want to know what you do. Show us where you coach. Show us what you do. See, that's what you you bitch-made cats don't get. Like, you guys blow my mind. I get secondhand embarrassment from a lot of you guys because it's it's so easy to, to do a diss track on Ice Cube when all they do. Uh, I remember years ago, I used to bring I brought it out, and people would just look at me like, damn, you're right. A, lot, a long time ago, uh, this lyricist came out. I forget his name now. He was really, uh, gosh dang it. What is his name? Came out and dissed Ice Cube. And in his diss track, everything was about Friday is movie. Higher learning is movie. All these different things that he has done. NWA. But if he wasn't so famous and popular and had so many great things, what would you be talking about? See, we can't talk about you because you're nobody. You're nothing. You've never accomplished anything. You've never helped anyone. So we can't talk about you, which must make you feel like the low man on the totem pole. Because you can find me on TV, on the internet, talk about me all you want, where you don't even really know what you're talking about, but you want to assume, which is cool. That's what gets you off at night when you live at your mom's basement and she has to feed you with her nipple and all those things. I get that. And you're a, you know, you're a BMK dog. You're a rider of these nuts and you want to be like me. You want to be me. You just never could be me. That's the cold part about it. And I, I'm confused though. I'm confused. Why aren't you breaking down this stuff? Why aren't you showing us what you do? So we could fairly discuss it. I'm curious. BMK means bitch made cat, TikTok. <laughs> um, I'm just confused. I'm confused on where your resume is, dog. Why aren't you talking back? I'm confused. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I don't know. I, I think I got a lot going on, Hector. I appreciate it. You know, I think I got a lot of things going on, but, you know, who knows? I mean, this guy is just – he wants to know where I coach at. Well, maybe I don't want to coach. <laughs> oh, man. Um, somebody else made an account um, and came in, Jay Zim. He made an account to come in. I love the trolls. Man, look, a lot of you guys joined today. I appreciate you guys. Become a member today if you're not one already. No one became a member today. Pound the dollar ninety nine. It's the best dollar ninety nine you can spend. You get real talk banter on this show every every day. Uh, make sure you pound the like button on three. The like button on me. One, two, three. Hit the like button, dog. Goddamn, six hundred fifty people in here, and I don't know how many likes we have, but we don't have enough. We should have six hundred and take out the fifty haters. And we'll have 600. So, uh, hey, the guy left the building, by the way, after he was talking all that crap. He left the building. Uh, Baker Mayfield got cut today. What do I know? I think I said he's horrible. But what do I know? (laughs) Uh, Complicating the NFL overtime process is something that needs to be addressed. I see a million people come out to my tweet yesterday when I tweeted out. I love to see an NFL tied football game. What a great deal. And then everyone's like, they need to have 17 kicks from the 45-yard line from the left hash until someone misses. We need to just play from the left hash and just go for two until somebody stops somebody. Why are we overcomplicating this thing? If it goes to an overtime, the game is tied. Dog, just go and play another quarter until someone wins. Go and play another quarter until someone wins. Dog, do it. I don't understand. So, I don't understand what's so hard about that. Like, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I do. Tua hasn't really done nothing. So I'm curious. I haven't seen Tua do. What did he do yesterday? Tua didn't look too good yesterday, by the way. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I didn't see Tua look too good when they played a good defense. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um James Townsend, I appreciate you. Become a member. I don't think two is trash. I never said he was trash. I just don't think he is a guy that's going to win a Super Bowl. I don't believe he can throw the ball on time. I don't think he can throw the deep ball very accurately unless it's wide open. Every deep ball I've seen him throw this year. We're going to break him down today. Me and Sean, Sal- Sean Salisbury and I, grammatically correct myself, are going to break that down today on Last Chance Q. That We, we are back on Last Chance Q tonight, live, 5 p.m. Pacific. So we will be on live tonight, uh, myself and Sean Salisbury. So make sure you join in tonight as we're going to break down Tua. Uh, I'm confused, though. Um, I never said he was trash. I just don't think he's a guy that can win. And what about the Detroit Lions? Uh, they are putting it on, folks, and they look great yesterday. They have bought into MDC. Uh, I thought the MDC should have fired Aaron Glenn a long time ago when they were just getting mollywopped on defense. They've done a hell of a job, man. They've done a hell of a job. They bought into what he's doing. Um, so, you know, I, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, 
TikTok, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, hitting the like button, man. 40,000 likes on TikTok today. I've been on here for two hours almost. We had 1,000 people live on TikTok. The best TikTok uh, ever uh, that I've done. So I appreciate you guys, man. Come on over to YouTube Live and join the rest of the show. I'll be on here for another 45 minutes. Uh, and then join me on Jason Whitlock later on today. Appreciate you guys. Peace. Um, man. 40,000 likes on a TikTok live. Uh, they didn't ban me. Um, you know what? The Eagles showed me something yesterday. They showed me that they could beat a physical team, which now gives me some, I got to consider them be, to be real. They do give me 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers vibes from two years ago, but at the same time, they showed up yesterday. Can't wait to chase senior joining me Wednesday. They showed up. Uh, and and really beat a good team badly. Uh, they showed the uh, the indif- they they showed the deficiencies of a Titan team without AJ Brown now that he's on the other team, and they showed that they showed that you know we don't have any outside threats, and and if we boggled down to stop Henry in the run game, which they did. Uh, Dominic Dominic Sue being a big get for the, the Eagles defensive line uh, to bolster that defensive line. To say that, though, and show that Tannehill has to beat us with his arm, which I don't think is going to happen in a playoff, That that is the recipe. And that showed yesterday. The Eagles showed if they could stop the run, the Eagles are going to be a formidable opponent in the NFC. But the Cowboys are playing as good as anyone as well. So the Cowboys are playing well. Uh, the 49ers are playing well. You have three teams in NFC with the Vikings, four, that I believe any four of those teams can come out of the NFC. And and, and and a team that I don't think anyone wants to play the Lions right now. No, I don't think that McVay regrets getting rid of golf. They won a Super Bowl, dude. Come on now. How do you regret that? They won a Super Bowl. Golf could not win a playoff game. Sorry. He went to a Super Bowl. I I, I didn't mean playoff game like in that in that sense. I just meant the playoff game. Golf couldn't win a Super Bowl. Um, I think Golf is a talent. I think he can throw the ball with anybody. I said on my show that I think he can spin it with anyone, but he doesn't have the it factor. And Stafford came right over, wins a Super Bowl. You know, McVay looks like a genius. And uh, no, he doesn't regret it. How do you regret winning a Super Bowl? <laughs> makes no sense. No, I know he won three playoff games. I mean the playoff game. He he didn't get it done. He couldn't win a Super Bowl. So guess what? McVay knew that. Got rid of him. Guess what? They won a Super Bowl, bro. So you can't regret that. Um, just confused on that. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I, the the whole Dion thing kind of pissed me off. So I had to I had to come out and show uh, that whole. I had to discuss that Dion thing. Make sure you pound that like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one, man. Um, a lot of issues going on. I think Burrow's better than Mahomes. I've said it for two years, but what do I know? Um, we got 40,000 plus in the portal. I think another 20,000 are going to hit it today. Uh, you know, I told you three weeks ago, the Bengals are the scariest team in football right now. The Bengals can be in the in the Super Bowl once again, and I did not predict them to go back to the Super Bowl, but they could be the team that ends up getting there again. 
Uh, they seem to be hitting it at their stride. Michael Penix Jr. is going back to Washington. Washington's playing Sark in Texas in a bowl game. Sark's old team. He was the head coach there when they had Buda Baker and all these different guys. A lot of NFL picks Sark brought to Washington. Uh, so I'm glad Penix Jr. is coming back. Uh, Washington is going to be pretty good next year. I think Washington can be formidable um, in the uh, in the Pac-12 next year. So um, we're going to see. Uh, AD has 56 points last night. AD is probably playing as good as anyone in the NBA right now. He looks like the old AD. Uh, the Lakers are actually better with him doing it. When he balls out, the Lakers are good. Uh, LeBron really is just a guy that needs to be a facilitator at this moment, at this time. So we're going to see. I'm curious to see how that is. Uh, Sean Rest, appreciate you becoming a member. Um, Jerry Jones said, I want to work regarding, I want it to work regarding OBJ's upcoming visit today to Dallas. And then Deshaun Watson returned to Houston, struggled in his first game back, got booed, but he did win the game against uh, Houston Texans. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought about that return. I don't know if they showed the 10 females that were there. I didn't see it, but who knows? Um, Kentucky beat Michigan in basketball in London. Uh, North Carolina falls to Virginia Tech. North Carolina is now 5-4 and four after being NCAA tournament runner-up last year. UCLA takes down Oregon. Creighton falls to Nebraska. And Villanova started the season at 3-5, and five and Louisville started at 0-8. Louisville's 0-8, by the way, in basketball. Fred McGriff is inducted in the Hall of Fame, while Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens are still left out once again. Jimmy G breaks his foot, and I just got to ask, are the 49ers done, or are you happy with Purdy? Does Purdy do it and get it done? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Purdy looked like a young Aaron Rodgers last night. I'm going to be honest. Purdy was getting it out. He's got the three-quarter release. He's slinging it. He's getting the ball out fast, quick, in a hurry. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He threw the ball on time. The little angle route we call a hide route that he hit McCaffrey on before he even turned around, which in this game nowadays, you don't see the Fields, the Tyler Murrays, the Lamar Jackson. You don't see those guys throwing anticipatory throws. Those are interceptions in the NFL nowadays because wideouts and, and, and quarterbacks and running backs are not on the same page. So when the ball's thrown early and then you see it turn around and it hits them and the ball bounces up in the air and it's a pick, uh... They seem to be on the same page with them, man. They seem to be on the same page with them, and they seem to have done a hell of a job with him and bought into him. Uh, I think they're better off with this kid. Be honest with you. I think they are better off with him. That's just being honest. So, hey, can't be mad at it. Um, I love the trolls in here. Um <sighs> My NFL MVP right now, I got to be honest, Burrow's moving up the ladder. If he's not moving up the ladder to you, then then something's wrong. Justin Jefferson continues to kill it at wideout. I wish it was go to it, the best player, not just the quarterback, because Justin Jefferson could be argued as the best player. Jalen Hurts continues just to win football games, so uh, we got to keep him in there. To a loss and lost kind of convincingly. I got to take him out of the equation. I can't wait to ask Sean Salisbury later on his picks. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that 
I think that Burrow's climbing his way in. I think Tua's losing traction. I think Jalen Hurts is in the conversation because they're winning. Um, and I'm going to be honest, is Dak Prescott moving his way in? Uh, you know, they're winning. They're putting up points. They've scored 99 points or whatever in the last few games, which is the most in franchise history. Uh, Dak looks good right now. Um, and the and the offense that they're running is uh, is working. They're running the football. They're getting Pollard more involved. They're getting Zeke involved, touching and going with them, both in the backfield. Uh, Dak looks efficient. He still makes some questionable throws here and there, but you know what? They're winning football games by a wide margin right now. You can argue they're playing as well as anyone right there with the Eagles and the Niners. So NFC is going to come down to, uh, in my opinion, those three or four teams. So uh, curious to see. Uh, yeah, the Christian Watson kid for New- for Green Bay, uh, I pick him every week in my fantasy. He's he came off waivers, a practice squad coming in here, balling out eight touchdowns, I believe, uh, or whatever he has. Six touchdowns, eight touchdowns. I don't know what he has, man. He's killing it. Um, curious to see how it figures out. Pele is very sick with a respiratory infection uh, aggravated by COVID-19, but says he isn't saying goodbye yet. Pele, probably the best soccer player ever. Uh, him, Maradona. I know we all love these new guys, but Pele kind of paved the way in soccer, even though I'm not a soccer guy. I do know who Pele is. Uh, hope he makes it through. Lamar Jackson's left due to the knee injury, man. Uh, they say it's not season ending. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but they're saying that right now. But again, man, you better get an agent because – Hundreds of million dollars are going by in your face right now. And now you're hurt. You now are what we call uh, a blessing when it comes to the NFL and management. It is a blessing, unfortunately, that you are hurt. You know why? And I hate to say that. And please don't take it out of context. The NFL upper management is saying that you are a blessing by getting hurt. So we can move on from you. So we can implode this roster. So it is easier to get rid of you as a hurt player than it is as a healthy player. And now you don't get your money. I hate to say I know told you so, but you should have got an agent. You should have made this decision and take that money when they offered it. Because I don't believe you're going to get it now. And every year you get slower. And every year... It's more unsustainable that you can continue to run the football like you do and not get hurt or be injured. And it's super, super shitty. But this is the business that it is. And I'm sorry, man, but this is where we are. Um, We're really, really, we're really, really hurt here. We're really, really hurt. Um, Yeah, I might come to Tulsa and for the live, man. Might have to do that. Um. In May, too, might be decent in Tulsa, so that's good. Um, yeah, man, 49ers lose two quarterbacks in the year. Uh, just telling you, man, it's not sustainable to continue to run around. I'm just telling you. Let's talk about some NFL pa- – uh, I want to talk about the NFL stat leaders. Jalen Hurts, 29 of 39 for 380 and three touchdowns. That is what an MVP quarterback looks like. That is what a sustainable NFL quarterback looks like. 29 to 39 for 380 and three touchdowns, no interceptions. 
That is the shit I'm talking about. Mike White, 31 of 57, 369, no touchdowns, two interceptions. You wonder why they lost. The Jets lost, but did they find their quarterback? I think Mike White can play in this league. Um, I think he can play in this league. The the Seahawks come back and beat the, the Rams. Geno Smith, 28 of 39, 367, three touchdowns, one interception. Geno Smith, man, I... He's not in the running anymore for 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 the for the MVP, but I'm gonna tell you he's been doing a hell of a job. He's been doing a hell of a job. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. He's been doing a hell of a job. Um, Jared Goff, 31 of 41, 340, two touchdowns, no picks. He looked great. Like I said, he's a top five ball spinner in the league. I just don't know if he has the it factor. Justin Herbert, 28 of 47, 335, one touchdown, but was sacked five times and they lost. To the Raiders, who have won, what have they won? Three in a row? Uh, Jacobs has 26 carries for 144. Um, Pirine for uh, Cincinnati, 21 for 106. Uh, Brian Robinson, who was shot this year, by the way, for the Redskins, 21 for 96. A.J. Dillon, 18 for 93. Tony Pollard, 12 for 91 and two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams had his best game as a Raider. Eight catches, 177, two touchdowns. Uh, he is a freak of nature. Um, Derek Carr finally getting him the rock. Still not a believer. Just I, I love the haters. What do you think about Derek Carr now? Oh, he's had a couple good games. Yay! Can he do it sustainable? No. Are they in the playoff hunt? No. So... Because he's throwing the ball to the best receiver in football. You think he's great? No. So, good luck with that. But Derek Carr is still shitty. Devontae Adams, though, is not. And uh, this is the type of games he should have every single game. Every game, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Garrick Wilson had 8 for 162. Uh, He's loving life now without Zach Wilson at quarterback. Tyreek Hill had 9 for 177. Tyler Lockett had nine for 128, and DJ Metcalf had eight for 127, both having a touchdown. Geno Smith spreading the rock around. Spreading the rock around. Alex Singleton for Denver had 17 tackles. Uh, They shut down the Ravens for the most part. They just can't score points. I would hate to be Russell Wilson in that locker room today when the defense continues to dominate and you guys don't score any points. Like, it blows my mind. Uh, Josie Jewell in Denver also had 17 tackles. Jesus Christ. Denver is doing so good on defense to be so shitty. It's unbelievable to me. It's so bad, dog. It's so bad. I just don't get it. Uh, Jalen Petrie, Houston had 16 tackles. Uh, Two of them on Deshaun Watson's weird ass. Nick Bolton for Kansas City Chiefs had 16 tackles. And Ola Kuhn for Jacksonville had 15 Those are the stat leaders for the week. Uh, I want to break down this Cowboy destruction of the Colts, 54 to 10. Um, And then the Steelers knock off the Falcons in Atlanta to move to five and seven, while the Steelers dropped, or the Falcons dropped to five and eight. It continues to help out Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'm very interested. And then we have a tie. We have a tie. you know, we have a tie in the NFC East that just blows my mind. 
it blows my mind that we get a tie football game in a playoff in a playoff uh, game that has huge implication. Uh, tonight's game, Saints Buccaneers. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I don't know how many people are going to watch that. I'd rather watch Last Chance Q with myself and Sean Salisbury tonight. Um, I don't know how many people are going to watch that game, to be honest, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Bucks, man, because if they lose, how bad is that division? How bad is the NFC South? It is unbelievable. And I just don't understand. Um, I don't understand how bad it is. I, I don't think Baker goes to the Niners. I think the Baker. I think Baker's done in the NFL. I've been saying this for how long? But what do I know? Uh, I definitely don't see Carson Wentz returning. Do you? I mean, Heineke still has only lost once. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Justin Fields. They fall to three and ten. He looks like Walter Payton. I'm just gonna be honest. He looks like a fucking freak of nature at running back. The Jaguars fall on the road, forty to fourteen to the Lions. Lions are rolling right now, five and seven. Man, they're still in the playoff mix, by the way. So are the so are the so are the uh, so are the damn Packers though. So that doesn't say a lot. Um, the Jets Minnesota game was huge. Shows a lot about Minnesota as well. Uh, they're ten and two, right in the mix. Uh, I just don't get it. One seven four and one Giants, seven five and one Commanders. I don't know how that plays out. Um, you got the Eagles and the Dallas, who looks like they're shoe ins with the Vikings to get in the playoffs with the Niners. So can the Commanders and the Giants both get in? You still got to get the Bucks in, the winner of the NFC South. So I don't know how that's going to unfold. Um, Titans got boat raced by the Eagles, like I said. Jalen Hurts looked like the MVP. I'd probably have to put him at the top of the list right now. Me and Sean Salisbury, Sean Salisbury and I are going to break that down. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, Compton native, California native, SC native. Uh, looks like top five wide out in the NFL right now. And, 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 and golf is getting them the rock. So kudos to golf, getting them the rock. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, Joe Burrow beats Mahomes again. Uh, Jamar Chase comes back, gets a huge first down, um, and uh, outscored the Chiefs ten to zero in the fourth uh, with the with the win. The Bengals are now eight and four. Chiefs fall to nine and three. Both of those teams competing for a uh, with the with the Buffalo Bills for that number one seed. Um, Burrow was twenty five of thirty six, two eighty six, and two touchdowns. Chase had a hundred catch, a hundred yards on seven catches. Mahomes was 16 of 26 for 223, one touchdown. Um, he did have a rushing touchdown where he leapt over the leap, leaped over the defense. Uh, just not enough uh, to get that down. 223 yards, 16 of 26. Uh, I don't know. Raiders knock off the Chargers 27-20. They go to five and seven. They're still in the mix. Chargers are six and six. They're still in the mix. Don't like how the Chargers are playing. I think they're too injured prone, injury prone. They're too hurt. Uh, I don't see them getting in, um, and, and the Raiders are playing better than the Chargers right now, to be honest. So, Ash, play down. Um, so, very interesting, to say the least. Uh, you already got my take on college playoffs. I think Bama deserved to be in over TCU. Uh, you already got my Dion to Colorado take, uh, the hate. 
that he's getting for leaving Jackson State blows my mind. Um, to me, USC playing Tulane is going to be the telltale of the watered-down football. I just think if Tulane can beat SC, then you know my theory is true. Uh, New Year's Six Bowl games, uh, I don't see any really intriguing ones. K-State, Alabama just don't make my dick hard. I'm sorry. Uh, DJ Transfer Portal from Clemson. Uh, we're going to have a lot of kids in the portal. NC State's quarterback hit the portal. Uh, he's thrown for like a massive amount of yards at that school. Um, Utah blew out SC, crippling their thing. It does a horrible performance for a team that could have been in the playoff to show up that lackluster. That tells you a lot. Um, tells you a lot. So confused on that. Uh, yeah, Willie Fritz, a great friend of mine. Why? Great friend of mine, Ryan. He's a good kid. I love him. I mean, a good coach. I love him to death. He's a great dude. I ta- I texted him. Like, Congratulations. They beat UCF. Uh, he does what what he does at Tulane. A lot of you don't realize how hard it is to get to the Tulane into uh, get into school at Tulane. If you don't know, you don't know. But what he's doing there is unbelievable. Uh, Michigan was struggling with Purdue for a while, man. That's why I think football's so watered down. And, you know, they pull away and win by twenty one. But that game was nowhere near a blowout. And, and uh, you know, the Georgia was a blowout. I mean, LSU came back and scored 30 points, but it was 50 to 30. That game was told in the first half, 35 to 10 or whatever. And then North Carolina jumped out to 7-0. But then, uh, you know, this Cade Klubnik kid comes in and then they just torch North Carolina, 39 to 3, outscore them. Um, so you got Georgia of Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. I just don't think those are the best games. I think Alabama should have been in because of who they are and what the coach brings to the table. I think that's the only team that could beat Alabama. That's just my take on this thing. It's nothing personal. That's just what I believe. Um, yeah, Jeff Brown was my arena league coach. Great dude, man. Great dude. Played in the NFL a long time. Uh, hell of a dude. Uh, great coach. I got a, another good buddy of mine at Purdue, Garrick McGee. Good friend of mine, Tulsa native, Oklahoma OU quarterback. Uh, great friend of mine as well. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. Tulane SC is an intriguing game. That's the most intriguing. Uh, Penn State Utah could be a good game, but nobody even watches these bowl games no more. Who wants to watch those bowl games? Nobody. Tennessee Clemson both lost to South Carolina. Both 10 and 2. If Tennessee don't lose to South Carolina, you can argue they're in the playoff. And if Clemson makes the move earlier in the year, they probably don't lose to Notre Dame or um, um, they probably don't lose those two games, right? So Clemson struggled um, late and DJ gets pulled earlier. But like Zach said, they tried. Uh, didn't work out. So, you know, we asked, should 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 Cade have been playing longer? Well, he tried. He said it at halftime. We tried to. So it is what it is. Um, he outplayed Drake Maid, kid, uh, who I think is pretty good, but he made some he made the worst throw of college football season on a pick six um against Clemson the other night. And what do you think? Did, did Caleb Williams miss out on the Heisman? I don't know. Do you think Caleb Williams missed out on the Heisman? Um and I do believe Saban made good points. Like, I believe I believe 
Alabama would be favored against any team in the playoff other than Georgia. And then I do believe they could beat Georgia. On, an, on, a, on a neutral field, that can beat Georgia because of Nick Saban factor, Bryce Young factor. I believe they could beat Georgia. But that's the only team I think can beat them. And, and I don't believe it's fair. I think, uh, not fair. I don't want to use that word. I hate fair because nothing's fair in life. Get over it. But the truth of the matter is they would beat TCU by 50. Let's just be honest. Maybe not 50, but I'm not saying TCU doesn't deserve the respect. They've had a great year. But when in the PCS or the playoff history have you seen a team lose their last game for a conference title and never move in the playoff? Like they stayed the same. And and Ohio State didn't play. Either did Alabama. Uh, I get it. But... I don't know, man. I just don't get it. Um, I would have liked to see Bama in that deal. Um, I think Caleb Williams did miss out. I think Dugan had an opportunity to win the Heisman, but he lost the game. So right now, I don't know who wins it. I don't know who wins it. Um, Did they give it to Williams out of default? I I don't know. But it's likely Williams, Shroud, Dugan, or Bennett. And if, if Bennett wins it, even though the votes are going in here soon, they're going to be released today, I believe. Um, the actual finalist of the Heisman is going to be released today. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm not against the portal kids bettering themselves. I'm against portal kids using that excuse to enter the portal. Calvin Dickerson. Let's make sure you're clear. Let's make sure you understand that. So you guys give them too much credit. Stop believing these kids for everything they say. So you're telling me 40,000 of them need to better themselves? Which will probably be 50,000 by today? Come on, man. How about you earn your keep and and worth? How about you prove your worth to me before you just jump in the portal because you can't start there or the coach yelled at you or you don't like what you're being told? How about life's not going to be that fucking generous either? How about you learn some tough skin now? Where are the parents at telling these kids, no, you're not fucking transferring. You're going to learn some fucking tough skin, how to develop it right now. Sorry. How about you do that? It's not about bettering yourself. You know what's bettering yourself? Telling your son not to go nowhere. That's how you better these kids. That's how you better them. Guess what, dog? You're going to learn some tough skin today. You're going to learn how to how to develop tough skin today. You're not going anywhere. Because when your boss cusses you out and tells you you're late and you're fired, you're not going to be able to do shit about it. And when your the boss tells you, hey, guess what? Now you want to make 200 grand a year? Well, this is what you have to do. Are you going to suck your teeth and transfer fucking jobs too? Come on, man. Miss me with this fucking 50,000 in the transfer portal all wanting to better themselves. When are you going to come out and say, you know what? These cats are lying. When are you going to come out and say, hey, coach, are you against the transfer portal because you think most of them are fucking liars and they're soft as runny baby shit? Yep. Okay, cool. That's what makes sense. (laughs) Come on, man. Because they want to better themselves. Better themselves by fucking figuring out how to develop tough skin, dog. How about you do that? By the way, 
75% of these kids that enter the portal that go chase greener pastures, and 80% of the kids who don't play in a bowl game don't even get drafted anyway. But they want to leave and not play in the bowl game because I'm gonna I'm, I'm protecting my interest. I don't want to get hurt because I got millions at the on the line. No, you don't. You're not even getting fucking drafted. You're not even on Mel Kuyper's big board. But you're telling everyone to look cool on social media that you're entering. You're not going to play in the bowl game. So you're going to fuck your team and your brothers and everyone you committed to. But you don't know what commitment means anyway. So guess what? I'm going to protect my interests. I'm a, my vessel is a make money-making machine. No, shut the fuck up. 80% of you don't even get drafted. Come on, man. Miss me with the bullshit. I don't have faith in the kids. You know why? Because I don't have faith in their parents. So when I don't have faith in their parents, Rocky Miller, I'm not going to have faith in the kid. Because when the kids tell the parents what they will and won't eat, when they haven't paid a light bill or put a kid through college yet, I have a fucking problem. And when y'all think it's fair to leave and it's even on the same playing field as an adult, who fends for his family and pays for their bills and puts a roof over their head and they send kids to college and they have a lot of kids under their fingertips as far as helping them either become a boy or turning them into a man, I have a foundational issue with it. When you guys put kids that are 17 and 18 on the same level as a 40-year-old man who has deserved the right to earn a living, and you think that kids at 17 and 18 have deserved the same exact right as those 40-year-old people with families, you're very, very fucking mis... You're very, very um, mistaken. I'm sorry. That's just my belief. That's what I'm going to believe in. Because once you gave the keys to these kids and you gave them the keys to the car, you have imploded college football. You have fucked over the competitive edge of this game. You have lost the complete foundation that it was once built on, which is tough love, which made the country a lot better, by the way, because 50% of the country plays athletics and athletics have become so soft. Look at the rest of the country and what it's become. But you don't want to look at any of that shit. Athletics used to make men out of us and it created great women. Nowadays, all we want to do is bitch and moan. Why the WNBA is shitty? Well, maybe if you if you women go support it, it won't be shitty. But you want to bitch at the men. <laughs> How about that? How about the men who once used to say, I'm playing through injury. I'm playing hurt. Now you tap out 900 guys in the injury in the fucking hurt portal. All right? Now we can't play through a fucking hangnail. Once we used to play in this game for the love of it and committed to it. And we once played for our brothers, and we never would let our brothers down. Now we'll fucking bounce on them overnight and tweet it out and say, I'm out. I'm leaving Pittsburgh for USC. Fuck that I've been here two years and made a fucking bond here. I'm out. I'm leaving for the portal. It blows my mind that nobody looks at that. But you want me to have faith in the kids? What? Get the fuck out of here, man. Have faith for what? You know what kids know? Kids know what they know and don't know what they don't know. Just throwing that out there, dog. I'm just throwing that out there, dog. Their body, their choice. You're probably the same person that voted against abortion. (laughs) 
The hypocrisy is real in this room. Let me be honest. Let's keep it 100 and funky. I can't believe some of the shit I hear some of you motherfuckers say. Get the fuck out of here, property. They've been treated as property, but you're probably mad that Dion left Jackson State, right? <laughs> so you think determining your own destiny is good for the kids? Well, you're very, very mistaken, my friend. It's actually imploding the very foundation of this game. It is ruining it right in front of your eyes. It is watering it down at an all-time high. It's developing no future men. It's creating the softest, most feminist fucking man we've ever seen in American history. It right before your very eyes because you allow, 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 allow. You don't teach, coach, or change. I'm just keeping it 100 with you. You can say what you want, but you sound like a soft motherfucker, homie. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm a grown man, and I ain't soft. No, you are soft, and you don't give a fuck how old you are. You're soft because you condone this shit. Instead of going out and teaching it, you just say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a yes man. I'm in the circle, so I'm going to say, yeah, dog, you're right. Do you. Go chase that bag. Motherfucker, please. You sound soft as runny baby shit, dog. Let's just keep it real. You motherfuckers are killing me with this bullshit. That's why I don't coach. Because you motherfuckers couldn't handle me if I did. I hear all these people in my DM. Coach, you got to coach. You got to be the guy. No, I don't. Y'all can't handle me. Stop. Be careful what you ask for. So you want me to go coach again so I'll, so everyone, everyone uh, can talk shit again? Get the fuck out of here. All eyes on me, right? Rocky Miller? Come on, man. Coach... Sports is a billion-dollar business. The innocence left a long time ago. Are you fucking joking me? The innocence? Y'all don't even know who fucking players are before you anymore. You don't even know who Walter Payton is. Get the fuck out of here, innocence. How about the investment has left a long time ago? How about the investment left a long time ago? How about that? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Just trying to tell you. Just throwing that out there. Um, Leo, but he's right. Justin Fields is shitty. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I do not support LGBTQ in sports. No, I don't. And you always ask that, Hudson Tucker. Why do you always ask that, you fucking troll? How many times are you going to ask the same question? And I'm going to say the same answer. I'm going to say it over again and over again. No, I don't. Now what? Now what? What the fuck you want me to do now? So uh, I'm just asking. I'm No, I don't. You asked the question. Now what? You mad? You're going to cancel me? Fucking cunt. You look a bunch of fucking cowardly bitch made cats. You want to get something out of you so you can post it on social media. See, there's no one left in the world that is real like me. I'm just sorry. There's no one left in the, in the, in the world that's just going to tell you what it is. See, a lot of cats will avoid the question that you just asked as a bitch-made troll. I'm going to address the question and answer it because that's what real men do. We don't have any real men no more. Sorry, we don't have any real men no more. 
So I, I, you know, I've already discussed that. Go back and watch the fucking show. I've already discussed the transgender swimmer. And if you believe that men who are born with a penis, that's a man, should compete versus a woman in any competitive sport, then you're fucked up. You're the reason we got fucked up world. Sorry. Just throwing that out there. Um, dog, Caleb Williams is a shitbird. I'm just telling you the facts. And it just keeps showing up more and more and more. But I'm the one that's hated on because I say it. No, he's a shitbird. And if you ever think that I would allow a cat to finger paint his nails, fuck Utah on it, which is blatant disrespect to the game, the opponent, and everything else. Just shows you where we are, dog. You're allowing this as a $9 million coach, Lincoln Riley? You're allowing your quarterback to do that? You don't think that's going to get an edge out of Utah? You don't think Willingham, who's who would fucking eat you up and spit you out in an alley dogfight, would get his team to rally around that? You didn't think that was a bad move, Lincoln Riley? You allowed that to happen? And you think I would allow that kid to have that on his fingernails? Get the fuck out of here. You allow it or you coach it, dog. Keep it real. You either allow it or you coach it. Just throwing it out there, dog. Just throwing it out there. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just going to be real with you. Caleb Williams has a lot of shit bird in him. And he keep. He, he, I started off a couple weeks ago by showing you his body language. And then everyone's like, yeah, what about his body language now, coach? He won. What the fuck does that have to do with his body language, dog? Okay, start with that. B, then the cat laughs at Dugan for TCU crying after he played his heart out. I don't care about the crying shit. I don't give a fuck. But he laughs at RG3's post. And then later up, then and then later on comes out and makes I'm not laughing at Dugan. I think he played his ass off. So what are you laughing about then? Why didn't you address why you're laughing? I'm just throwing that out there. Why aren't you addressing why you're laughing? Why why did you just come out and say, I'm not laughing at Dugan? Like you just lost to Utah. You just lost to Utah, dog. After you painted your nails, fuck Utah. You have no humility at all. Now you're laughing at a kid who lost because you're scared to lose the Heisman to him. You're scared to lose the Heisman to him. Just throwing it out there, dog. Just throwing it out there. Caleb Williams, you give me a lot of Kyler Murray vibes. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. And Rocky Miller, you know nothing about me, homie. So why don't you ask Alan in the chat if I hate on athletic quarterbacks. If I hate on ultra-athletic quarterbacks, first of all, there's no such thing as an ultra-athletic quarterback. There is an athlete playing quarterback, and then there's a quarterback who is ultra-athletic. So you have it all fucked up because the ultra-athletic quarterback, I have yet to see win a Super Bowl. Have you? Have you seen an ultra-athletic quarterback win a Super Bowl? So where do I critique them at? I just I think I've critiqued Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, 
I critique them too. And by the way, I've only ever coached ultra-athletic quarterbacks. So I don't know what you're trying to say, but you should do some fact-checking before you start making accusations or assuming or just because you see me break down film on these guys. Is the film a lie? I'm confused. When I break down the film, is it a lie or is it the truth? Because <laughs> last time I checked, if I see you on film robbing my house, it fucking happened. And if I see you skip-balling a throw to the dirt, I think it fucking happened. I'm sorry that the eye in the sky don't lie, dog. I'm sorry, but it don't. The eye in the sky don't lie. So I'm just throwing that out there. Derek Carr's had two games out of the year that's been decent, and they've won both of them. Now I'm taking all this critique that he's like, so suddenly he's the MVP. <laughs> God damn, dog. You guys kill me with the ultra critique of the ultra athletic. Well, guess what? What's Lamar Jackson done? What's Kyler Murray done? What's Justin Fields done? <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, dog. Until they do, what is what has Josh Allen done? I think I've been on the show saying that Josh Allen, until he can win a meaningful football game, let's pump our brakes on Josh Allen talk. He's a fucking freak of nature. By the way, Daniel Jones is a freak of nature too. A lot of you don't want to talk about him because he's a white boy. Jo Daniel Jones is as athletic as a, probably everybody in the league besides, he's probably not as athletic as Lamar, Justin Fields, and probably Kyler Murray. I would argue jo uh, Daniel Jones is, is the fourth most athletically gifted quarterback in the NFL. Throwing it out there, but no one wants to talk about that shit. See, Steve Young was anointed as the great white hope years ago when he was running around. Him and Randall Cunningham were battling it out for the running quarterback every year. But he didn't win a Super Bowl until he threw the ball from the pocket, and he threw five touchdowns. And it is too easy, and the defenses in the NFL are too athletic to pin you back and let you throw the football, which Lamar struggles in, Kyler Murray struggles with, Justin Fields struggles with. Until they can do that, it's not critique. It's the truth. Why is my truth so bad? Because of how I say it, how I convey it, because I yell and I'm loud with it. You don't like it. You think I'm demonstrative? Come on, miss me. That just shows me how soft you motherfuckers are, dog. Just because you raise your voice don't mean you want to fight. It just, have you ever been to a barbecue? Have you ever been to a fucking barbecue, homie? Have you ever been in a barbershop, homie, in the hood? I think the decimal level is at an all-time high. And they don't really, I've never seen cats really just, and I'm in Compton, Long Beach. I'm in barbershops in the hood. Kansas City, St. Louis, Detroit. I've been in barbershops in the hood. I'm the only white boy in there. Arguments happen with high decimal levels, dog. And if you don't know that, then you ain't from the hood, homie. Black or white. I don't give a fuck. And I've only seen a few fights in the barbershop. I've seen a few pistols being pulled, too. But you know what? Most arguments in a barbershop at a barbecue about LeBron versus Kobe get pretty fucking loud.
So just because I'm loud means I'm wrong and I'm demonstrative? No. It means we're having a good time, good banter, real talk. Where the fuck happened to all the fucking real people? I'm just being honest. Like, what's happened to all the old school talk shit, be loud, kick it, drink, smoke, whatever you do? Why is it now all the fucking soft cancel culture shit? Like, I'm just being real. Like, what has happened? <laughs> like, God damn. Yeah. Hey, Leo, anytime you want. You want to call in tonight? Call in live. We'll be doing the show. We're going to break down. We, we'll actually break down Justin Fields and Tua tonight. Again, we're going to break it down. We'll break it down tonight. So, come on in. So, come on in. We'll break it down tonight. I would love, Leo, for you, but I need you to drop your resume before I just have some rando call in here and and act like he knows football so it makes a mockery of the show. I need to see your resume and, and, and understand that you know what the fuck you're talking about because I don't believe you know what you're talking about because if you knew what you were talking about, right, if you knew what you were talking about, you would uh, know that Justin Fields is not a very good quarterback. <laughs> he's a freak of nature athlete, but he's not a very good quarterback. Hey, Hudson, uh, Hudson Tucker, you want to call in? Let's call in. Let's see your face. Here's the link. Call in. I want to see your face. I want to see if you're a troll or not. Let's check it out. Call in. I want to hear your debate. I want to see why you always ask me about LGBTQ. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, Bob McGrath, Sesame Street veteran and founding cast member, died today. If you haven't noticed, if you didn't know that, uh, I don't even know who that is. But apparently, that's who it is. Uh, hey, hey uh, Leo Factor. Why, I asked you for your resume. By the way, I know JT. We played Juco against each other, dog. What, what do you what do you want? I can bring JT on. I, I dog, I will I will talk to anyone about quarterbacks. Anyone. I'm just throwing that out there. Hey Rocky, you gotta become a member first, dog. Um, just throwing that out there. You gotta become a member, dog. Come on now. Um Hey, Brian Hanley, what up? What up, man? What's happening? Chilling, dog. Chilling. Hey, I like all of your, everything that you do, man. I love that you're loud about it. People don't like it. They get pissed off. It is what it is. I've been watching football my whole life. My dad was a coach. I played a little bit, so I break stuff down. The only thing that I like, or I shouldn't say dislike, is... Disagree with, yeah. Disagree with is... The, the quarterbacks, I don't think you give them enough time to get better. A lot of people want them to be good right away. And in this environment, these quarterbacks aren't going to be good right away. But you do point it out, it's because of what they run in college. It's because well, what they run in college are not going to be ready. I just think we got to give them more time. Give them. T- There's nothing wrong with a quarterback at 27, 28 years old not being good until then. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Hey, that's my point, though. That's why I don't think they are good. And I, I've said it over and over and over. They, right. they throw. I always say it is the organization and the coach and the GM and the college that has set these cats up for failure. Right. I have come out and said, if there was any quarterback in the NFL right now that I want to get my hands on and coach would be Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields can end up being the guy. Of all the other athletic quarterbacks that we see every day, I think Justin Fields could be the guy. That's why I think the most upside of him. But having said that, I think he was set up to fail by being played so early, just like Trey Lance, just like Tyler Murray, just like all these other cats, because out of necessity, these owners, these white owners, by the way, have to fill their stadiums up and guess how you do it. You fill them up with athletic quarterbacks that are going to ooh and all you, but at the same time, these quarterbacks have failed miserably and now we're getting we're critiquing them because of what the ownership did to them. And it's not fair to the kid. That's why I always say these cats shouldn't be playing right now. I will not be shocked if Jordan Love or Josh Love, Jordan Love, is better than all these dudes just because he's backed up Aaron Rodgers and has got to see it over the last three years or four years. I would not be surprised at all. And he looked great the other night when he got in the game. I would well, not be surprised. But I'm telling you, dog, it's not against the guy. I, I love Co- I love these kids. They're just not getting it done because they're thrown out to the wolves too early and they're on bad franchises on top of it. Right. Absolutely. Well, the whole thing about it, just think about Aaron Rodgers and himself. He sat for three years. And then how good is he? Who? Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he got to sit for three years. And nobody said anything. Nobody said anything about him sitting. And then now look at him. He's pretty hey. good. Mahomes got to sit even for a year, but he backed up a veteran guy in Alex Smith, and he got to learn a lot of shit in that one year. Trust me. That's right. I got to learn protections. I got to learn rotations of coverage. I got to learn a lot. I got to learn professionalism on how to act as in the game. So, like, there's a lot of shit that he did, too, that he learned just in a year. So, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. So, man, I appreciate you calling, brother. I hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, brother. Um. Hey, uh, Rocky. Uh, I put the link in there. You just you, you use the link. Call in. I appreciate you becoming a member. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I just find it hard. I'm not, I'm not out to get the kids. I'm out to tell people that it takes a while, and these kids aren't doing. We're not doing them any justice by throwing them in there. So it's not that I, I, I'm the first one to say they need more time. But the truth of the matter is we're watching them play. So if I was out here doing a show and it was shitty every single day, you would be telling me. So there's no, I don't get a pass for doing a show because I was never a podcaster. Like, come on. Hudson Tucker, what up? What up? What's going on, coach? What's up, man? What's up, LGBTQ? What's going on? <laughs> no, I was just seeing if you agreed with like the swimmer and stuff. Like, I wouldn't like that ain't up. LGBTQ, homie. That's fucking transgender. There's a huge difference. Yeah, I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. That's why I just listed everybody off. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I just thought you were a troll trying to get something out of me. That's all. I'm glad you called and showed your face, dog. That's good. I hope you call in more. What's up? You got a question? I mean, I just disagree with all the Derek Carr thing. I was disappointed at first. I thought they'd be a lot better this year, but. 
I mean, he's been hitting you his stride. Good. Sir? You think he's good? I mean, I think I think they're starting to build that chemistry. It looked pretty good yesterday. Oh, he's been in the league eight years, bro. What do you mean starting? He's been a choke artist his whole career. What do you mean? Hey, are you military? No, I'm not. I'm in college. Okay. Were you? You look like you were military or something. I just hope you're not the guy that fucking has the dildo on the train and they're sucking it in the military and shit. That's where we're really fucked up at. Um, <laughs> hey, Derek Carr is 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 a very talented quarterback. The problem is he's a choke artist. He is Tony Romo times two. He can't win a big game. He can't get guys to rock when he needs to, and he doesn't get. I think he. I think he gets way too much credit, not enough uh, hate. I mean, like it's not hate either. It's just enough criticism. We criticize all these other dudes, but but Derek Carr gets a pass. It seems like what has he done? I'm confused. I mean, he's one two straight. Hey, Joe, two straight I'll- regular fucking games. Joe Burrow's. Guess what he's done, dog? He got to a Super Bowl in year two. No, I think Joe Burrow's the real deal. Even though I had the Chiefs last night, but uh, I was just I was just messing with you a little bit because you picked the Colts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I was. Just hey. little- Hey, I had to, man. Matt Ryan got to a Super Bowl. He's been there, done that. He just is he's in a decrepit uh, O-line, decrepit situation. It's a it's a storm up there with Ursay. The Colts have been a in a, a bad deal. So have the Broncos. So I eat I eat crow on both of them. But you know, it is what it is, man. So uh appreciate you calling in though, dog. Do it more. I'm gonna take another call. All right. All right, man. Later. Uh Rocky Miller, what up? Hey Jay, hold on, Jay, hold on uh rocky miller what up what up jb what's going on man Chilling. juco guy huh yeah yeah i went to tyler J- junior college man oh man love i back, love it back I love in the day I, I i went i, I played uh 89 and not well 88 and eight and 89 so uh but but jb this you know i'm a big okay one i'm a big fan of yours appreciate two, it i appreciate two, it two, um i disagree with some of your critiques sometimes but i think a lot of your t- critiques are based in logic also based in the co- the style of quarterback you like. Like, I'm going to let you know that I listen to you. You like guys who deliver the ball on time, who get the ball out their hand, or whatever. You know, like I know, a lot of athletic quarterbacks learn the game and, and play the game through the lens of them being able to be superior athletes at the position. So the So I agree. They don't learn the nuances of the position. Hey, let me let me let me clarify before you keep before you go on. Let me. This is what I. This is an NFL context. I speak of guys throwing the ball on time in the in asp and speaking on the NFL. Not. I want to recruit Lamar Jackson. I tried to get Justin Fields to Indy. I've recruited mostly athletic quarterbacks who have played for me because I run triple option RPO uh, in college. But I also teach under center exchanges. I also teach verbiage. I also teach uh, audibles and checks and technique, and that's not what's being coached in college. So what happens is these athletically gifted freaks come into the NFL, and they're 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 living in the card era on the sideline in college football, where we're running tempo fast. They're not being taught anything. I want that kid. The problem is what I say is merely factual. If you cannot do what I say meaning throw the ball on time, which you just said, you know, that's what I like. It's not that I like it. It's what gets Super Bowls won. Got to throw the ball on time. Got to be on rhythm. Got to throw it in windows. Anticipatory. 
It's got to be second window throws. You got to climb the pocket. You can't escape the pocket every single time because as me and Sean Salisbury show a lot of times, you're running into traffic instead of stepping away from it. We're not doing that, though, because we've been set up for failure. And unfortunately, black quarterbacks get a stereotype, which is true. Let's just keep it 100. Me and you, we could both discuss this. It is true because the black quarterback and the black human is is much more um, athletically gifted in this thing. And when they're more athletically gifted, guess what happens? When you're more athletically gifted, uh, Isaac, good man. When when he's losing his, uh, when you're more, I think he's at work. When you're more athletically gifted, you're taken for granted. And when you're taken for granted, guess what happens? You don't get coached. You don't get taught. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he was at work or lost his connection or what. Um, we'll see. Jay Henry, what up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Hope all is well. I know you're in Jackson, Mississippi. You're right there at the <laughs> forefront of Deion Sanders. Give me some white boy takes on um, being a Mississippian on Deion Sanders leaving the swag. Man, this shit down here with Deion leaving is getting crazy. Everybody's hating. But, you know, most of the shit I've known – all the haters are people that like never went to college, never even stepped foot on Jackson State. They just happen to live in the area. But uh, as I said earlier in the chat, Deion's leaving. The next hire that they make, whoever it is, I think they just got lucky that Deion was in the market to become a coach. I don't see them having near the success that they did with Deion Sanders because. Uh, I can say this personally because I've helped out at Jackson State for about two years. Their athletic director is a real slap dick. And uh, he's just not very he's, – he's just, just – um, he's not very good. He did hire a new basketball coach for this season named Mo Williams that played with the Cavaliers. But Mo is actually from Jackson, so that's – so he obviously he just wanted to go back home, but the thing with Mo yeah. was he was coaching at Alabama State last year, so he at least has the experience. Hector, give me one second. Yeah, Jay. I, now I appreciate. It. I know you're down there, and I know you see it. So uh, I just wanted to get your take on on uh, Dion. I think it's a great move. I think they he did what he could for that place, just like I did for what I could for Indy when you were there. There, so you got to see two similar shitty programs being built up from scratch, and sometimes it's time to move on, man. So. Um, yeah, hey, I appreciate back tomorrow. All right. Um, Hector, what up? Coach, a pop in real quick. I don't know. You're popping. Something's popping back there. You hear it? Ah, uh, fuck. Let me, uh, there you go. You're clear now. Um, what up, dog? You busy? You straight? Oh, uh, there we go. I think I think that should, that fixed it. Yeah, you're better. Um, All right. Yeah, I wanted to just pop in real quick before my interview. All, all is well, Coach. Thank you. No, nah, that's good, man. I appreciate you calling. I, I ain't heard from you in a minute. Um, yeah, I got to – It's damn, it's already 9 o'clock. I got to get uh, ready for uh, Jason Whitlock's show. So, uh, who do you got tonight? 
I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, but the reason why I, I called in is because you kind of like really changed my perspective when I see, um, highlights, um, in college football, I see a lot of these, uh, like the touchdown highlights and these receivers are like kind of wide open and like the casual fan is like going nuts. But when I see that where the receiver has like five, 10 yards on the corner, I'm kind of like, oh, that's nothing. And I'm just curious to how, like, you kind of changed, like, my perspective on that and made me really appreciate, like, the quarterback position a little bit more. I don't give, like, these people credit as, as like, the casual fan does when I see them making the throws that they're supposed to make at the college level. Yeah, sure, cool. Now let me see you do what Aaron Rodgers does and, and, and anticipates the fucking throw. Yeah, you don't, you're not seeing it, though. We're not seeing it. As quarterback play is at all time low, but nobody wants to talk about it. I don't, I don't understand. Like I'm the asshole that says it, but it, <laughs> fucking quarterback play is shitty, bro. Look at it across the board. Like Aaron Rodgers threw for 181 yards yesterday, which is absolutely horrible for him. And I think he's got a fucked up thumb, which is one of the hardest things to have on a hand to throw the football. And he's finding that he has one receiver finally coming out of the woodwork in this Christian kid. Who, other than that, he has no one. And He's actually having a horrible year, right? We can all argue he's going to be gone or whatever. Um, but Justin Fields, who everyone's talking about, lost to him. Like, you ran the football for fucking 200 yards. Like, this guy's a running back. I, lo I love Justin Fields. I think he's a freak, dude. I think he's a good kid. I he has a good arm. He can throw it. But he's a thrower. He's not a passer. And he's more of a runner than he is a thrower. And that is how bad he is at quarterback. If you understand what I just said right there, mm -hmm. that is a bad combination to have. So I don't know. I'm not, I just think quarterback plays at all time low and it, it is what it is, man. But it, uh, it, 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 you, watch you, tonight, Hector, watch Tom Brady climb the pocket, navigate through the pocket and watch him throw the ball in the middle of the field on the hashes between the hashes or over the top of coverage more than you've saw all weekend by all the quarterbacks combined. Watch how he throws posts, digs, curls, corner routes. Watch him tonight and see what he does and compare to all the other quarterbacks who everyone's so in awe, in awe of that fucking are shitty. Just watch. So, Coach, one, one, one more thing. My, my bad. I know you got to. I know you got got to get out of here. But I was I was watching the uh, Commanders Giants game yesterday because I had a lot of money on it. And like prior to listening to you, um, watching Heineke play, I'll be like, why doesn't he kind of like scramble out of the pocket, make plays like Lamar Jackson? But now watching him play, I'm like. I, I kind of like that he's hanging in the pocket and he, he was taking fucking shots yesterday by hanging in the pocket. And oh, I, yeah. now I can kind of see it. why the team is going like, is behind him. He's got some fucking nuts. That's what you're supposed to do. Bitches like scars, dog. Like we used to, I used to take, I got, that's why I got this beard. I got chin shotted so many times, split cut chin strap in my skin. Like, Dog, but I threw a touchdown. I fucking was gratified. Like, I'm happy. I'm like, fuck yeah. I could get some pussy tonight. So, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. Fuck it. I'll take a cut over the nose or, or a chin shot to get some head. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Come on, dog. That's big boy shit. 
Hey, man, is what it is. Uh, but, you know, hey, I appreciate you. Stephen Wilsey, he said the same thing. Never noticed it until JB said it. I appreciate you. Hey, at least I can, hey, remember I tell you every day, you, can, don't, you can't save them all. Just try to save one. Shit. Uh, can't save all the motherfuckers. I know that. Um, hey, but we saved a few, man. So, hey. Uh, hey, Jalen Hurts is making progress, but he's inconsistent. You know, he, he had a big chunk game yesterday. He had a lot of yards yesterday, 380. Uh, for him, that's a lot of yards. Three touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns compared to interceptions, which was zero. So, hey, it is what it is. But at the same time, um, can he do it consistently? They just give me a lot of 11-0 Pittsburgh Steeler vibes from two years ago. I just hope – I don't hope. I don't really care. I'm not an Eagles guy. I don't give a fuck who wins football games anymore. I just watch my players play and and and, and watch players. But uh, maybe the Eagles are real deal. They beat a Tennessee Titan team pretty handily. That I thought was going to give them problems, but the, they didn't. The, so. the deep ball was there too. He he he, he hit um, AJ AJ Brown on a nice deep ball that got called back. Yeah, and he scored on the next play wide open. Uh, but you know those those little things like they, that goes back to you kind of giving me a completely different perspective. I don't I don't cream my pants when he makes a dart throw to the sidelines to Devonte Smith and counting on him to make the play. I now give credit to that, that deep ball. Nah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, man, it's got, you got to throw the ball in the, in the windows. Like, like Matt Ryan last night, he throws the ball laterally 20 something fucking times. Parsons almost picked off two of them at defensive end. Like, we're just throwing it to the side, like on hits ball. Like, dog, can we throw the fucking ball down the field anymore? Like, everyone's throwing the ball laterally. Like, it's just an extended run play. And I'm just like, dog, I've never seen football played this bad. So, it is what it is, man. But, uh, man, I appreciate everybody coming in here. Hector, it's good seeing you. Uh, I got the Bucks tonight. Um, I just hope the Saints make it interesting. Yeah, Saints don't got no quarterback, man. I don't know if you can play Tyson Hill heavy dose like that. I just don't know. He's a he's the biggest thief in football, by the way. He stole the NFL's money. Um, he, he got a lot of money, dog. He's a fucking daytime robber. That's what I'll tell you right now. He's got brass steel nuts like a daytime robber, like my friend Sean Salisbury says. Uh, I think that's funny as hell, but it is what it is. They don't have no quarterback. I don't think they can beat the Bucks, But who knows? Their defense is still good. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I appreciate you, Hector, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you, though. Yeah, Yes, sir. Have a good one, Coach. You too, man. Good luck on the interview. Like, Peace. Uh, hey, man, I appreciate everybody. Pounding the like button. Subscribe before you get out of here, man. Uh, I'm taking the bucks tonight. Uh, man, great first day, Menace Monday. Thanks to Zach and Matt. A lot of good banner today. Let's make it even bigger tomorrow for Talk That Talk Tuesday. As I get ready to head out of town on the 13th next week to Dallas uh, with Sean Salisbury and everyone else to coach the Army All-American game, I will be in Dallas. If you're in town, come see me. Uh, other than that, um, it's been a great show, man. And uh, Coach Davis, everybody else, thanks for calling in, everyone that did. Hopefully we'll get our boy back on that his boss walked in and that motherfucker probably got fired. So hopefully he didn't. <laughs> Hey, man, I'll see you guys later on today for Last Chance Q, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here live on the Coach JB Show. If not, head on over to betonline.ag, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and go get you some merch, coachjbstore.com.
I'll see you guys tomorrow, God willing. Peace. Peace.